Okay, I believe that we are starting right now. As always, YouTube is very surreptitious in how it lets me know that we are starting. But I believe <laughs> we have finally started, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Break the Rules. I'm your host, Lev Polyakov, and I am hearing my own audio on some stupid window that I'm going to have to close. So, Do you have an idea what it's like to listen to your own voice at the same time? Here, I'm going to take this off. I'm not going to listen to my own voice. Anyway, guys, I'm going to figure out what, where their other window is and just letting you know, subscribe right now. Go to Break the Rules, subscribe. Uh, we're Go to patreon.com slash Break the Rules. constantly growing at a rate. I am going to find where that video is and I am going to conquer it. But anyway... Guys, it's the DLive website. Patreon, Patreon.com slash Break the Rules right oh, yeah, now. Yeah, go to DLive. Become a patron today. I love <laughs> you all. Peril. You guys are the best. You guys are incredible. I love every single one of you, and I'm going to find that video. While I'm finding where that video is that's playing this stupid audio back, I want to announce the great panelists that we have in front of you, and I'm going to hear what they have to say after I figure out where that stupid window is. Starting with Bess. <laughs> Cannabis, the great Cannabis. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And Versus coming into the stream as well. So go for it, Cannabis. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. My name is Bess, but I work in the legal weed industry in Washington State, and people call me Cannabis. Um, I own a digital marketing agency, and I also, I guess people would say I'm a social influencer, but I, I hate the term because I just kind of found myself in the position when I wanted to differentiate my cannabis photography from everything else that I do. Um, you know, I guess I'm super excited to be here just talking about the, you know, the pros and cons of, of cannabis legalization, drug legalization. Um, for me, I'm also really passionate about fiscal issues. And so one thing that especially stands out in my eyes is um, with legalization, where is all the tax revenue going from it? And is government effectively using that money? I'll give you a hint. The answer is no. Um, so I guess on that note, thanks for having me. And I, I'm excited to be on the panel with all the other people here as well. I'm excited to have you here. And finally, I am not able to hear that stupid audio echoing. It was one of the windows I forgot to click on. <laughs> anyway, we have with us over here, Martin K coming in. Martin, how are you? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how, and I know you have a very big story as far as the, uh, uh, your experience, not just with drugs, but also just with being around people who are on drugs. But before we get into that, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Martin, can you uh, can you speak right now? If not, we are going to go to somebody else. Okay, let's go to Green Thumbs. Yes, I'm here. Oh, you're here. Okay, Martin, go <laughs> yes. for it. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a mid-30s guy from Oslo, Norway. I have worked with uh, alcoholics and junkies for the last 13, 14 years. And I've taken drugs since I was like 13, 14. So, yeah, should be competent to speak about it. Excellent. And, of course, we know the great Giovanni Panicchietti, whose beautiful prints you can get if you become a $30 patron to patreon.com slash break the rules. And we have a newcomer here, Green Thumbs, Dave Jackson, Riffle87. So, Dave... You have a very interesting story as far as uh, cannabis goes, but can you tell us a little bit about your position in cannabis regardless? Uh, well, I've been in cannabis my whole life. I'm a fifth-generation grower. I'm a four-time brain cancer survivor exclusively to cannabis and cannabis products. Um, I go above and beyond for every patient. It doesn't matter how big, how small, uh, what scale they're at. I will go to their homes and help set up their medical 
uh, grows themselves. Um, I, I engineer and design to the point where when I walked into the first legal grow in Canada and ripped apart their master grower and their engineer and their designers, uh, they hired me on the spot. And since 2014, up until about four months ago, I was the master grower for Canopy Growth Corp um, in Canada. Nice. And I also uh, have 14 high times cups. Wow. And of course, we got the great Yakov, Liberty Lockdown, definitely, definitely, definitely legit, Hotep Sophia, and my main man, Verse Laloon, joining us today. And we also have one more person in the chat, but I don't want to dox them, so I want to make sure that they log in without using their real name if they don't want to. So anyway, guys, you know the drill. Please subscribe, yada, yada, yada. I think since we have a lot of uh, cannabis-related people, cannabis could be a good subject to start us out on with. I personally have had experience with cannabis since around 2014 about. I started dabbling in it. I started uh, vaporizing a lot. And I noticed that with certain things, it really helped me out, but with others, it didn't. So I want to uh, first go to the subject of should it be legalized, not just medically, but recreationally. Since I think medically, we've seen a lot of breakthroughs like uh, uh, Green Thumbs uh, is going to talk about. But uh, when it comes to people being able to purchase it, what are the... Because I think there are going to be a lot of upsides that people could discuss. But let's start with the down. What are some of the downsides that uh, you best may see to play devil's advocate for a second? Yeah. <laughs> Oof, I just hit my vape pen. There we uh, go. That's okay. <laughs> and it's a <coughs> shameless plug, sun grown, clean, green certified. Um, you know, only the best. And you should always know your grower, know what's going into your products um, that you're consuming. So on that note, um, whenever people say legalization, my first thought is no, no, we don't need legalization. We need decriminalization because this plant shouldn't have been illegal in the first place. And actually, when you look at the Moore Act, the act in America that our Congress just passed to try and um, legalize or decriminalize cannabis, um, what that bill does is it essentially creates a tax and then it puts the bill and, and the plant back into the power of the Justice Department. And in my opinion, I think the last people that should be in control of this plant who has access to growing this plant, revenue from this plant, is the very government agency that for decades put people in prison for it. So I think that, you know, people should be able to grow if they want to grow in Washington state with legalization. They now made it so that in order to home grow, you have to get a medical license. But if I get a medical license, then I can't own a firearm. So, you know, it's like, which right do I want? Well, for me, that's my second amendment, right? Um, but I think everybody should have the freedom to grow a plant. And, and with legalization, what's happening is you're, again, just putting it back into the, the power of the government. Does anybody disagree with what Bet just said right now? No disagreement whatsoever. Could I, could I possibly add to it? Of sure. course, yeah, please do. The, another uh, downfall of legalization is that then the government tends to pass out these licenses for sales. Um, and the regulatory committees that are behind it tend to not look at any people like myself who try to open up dispensaries and try to help patients and try to have uh, almost cost cannabis, which is for me about 40 to 60 cents a gram is my cost of production. Um, so I try to charge like, you know, three to five grand, three to five dollars a gram if I can at a storefront. But Wait, as soon what? as it became, <laughs> <laughs> I just got hard. What in the world? 
Girl, that is crazy. Jesus, I'm sorry. I, 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 I'll, I'll pull 11 and a half kilos out of a five by 10 grow tent. I do all high pressure aeroponics with all organic nutrients that I derive. It's yeah, I don't know. I grew up in with weed, right? Like my dad, my brother, my grandfather, my great grandfather. It all started with hemp for victory, World War One. Um, How rich are you, when, bro? Uh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. How much money do these companies make that I go and try to help out? And I, I, I go in there and every clause and every contract, there's one clause that I add. And that if I reduce your cost of production, you reduce the cost to patience. And that's my main thing. Recreational, fine. You know, you want to smoke your weed, go smoke your weed. But a patient should not be paying fucking $16 a gram for fucking cannabis. I don't give a fuck. If you want to do it recreationally, go pay $16 a fucking gram. Other than that, just no. That's not a patient. That's that's H bullshit. Hotep Sophia's eyes are just bulging out of her. Uh, uh, what's going on? Because I'm in, D in D.C., even $16 a gram is unheard of, totally, completely unheard of. That's just not, uh, that is, that is crazy. And I wish there were more people that had that sort of patient focus because there's a lot of people who need it for all types of illnesses and stuff that could really help them. But it's just like sort of an impossible thing. And that's sort of a problem in DC too, because it's, it's decriminalized, but you have to make sure you're not on federal property because it's not decriminalized on federal property. So as you walk around the city or, or whatever, you have to know where to go in order to not have any sort of, you know, uh, a federal intervention. But that's a, a real huge problem in this whole region. It's like there's so much federal property that you really have to know where you are and know what's going on uh, in order to uh, make sure it's right. But your price per, I, I just never heard of anything like that. That's crazy. Yeah. Costs in California are similarly high. Well, but again, with legalization, that's, a, I mean, talking about high costs, part of that is attributed to taxes. You know, in Washington state, I believe it's what, 35, 37% in taxes tacked onto the product. So, so 16, 16 is not the highest. When I started working for Tweed, um, before legalization even took effect. I was there at their open house to rip them apart and tell them they don't know fucking anything about cannabis. And I was right. Like, as soon as I got there, I was right. They had an eight-week grow schedule from cutting clones being week one to dried slash cured slash inpatient's hands being week eight. What? <laughs> How? So it's, oh like, it's like, what the fuck? And you guys have $360 million invested into this? Like, Yikes. pick up a high times. What the fuck? One high times, and they would have grown better than that shit. Yeah. Can, can you guys tell me? Can you guys tell me what the difference is? Because ultimately, you know, decriminalization versus legalization is your is it your belief that the state is going to not take their cut? I mean, it seems to me that they don't that if you, if you, that was the whole point, really, for the state. They to don't take their in DC. They're only allowed to take donations. So in DC, the decriminalization literally means that there's no sales allowed. Yeah, so but that, that's people, largely because the federal law is, remains. I, I strongly believe right. that if it gets decriminalized federally, this every state will treat it as any other industry where they take and lay out their own regulations. I, I'm a libertarian. Yeah. I'm not, well, that's, that's, I don't that's want this way, to happen. I'm just saying that, it will. 
that's the way Canada's been the whole time, because uh, unlike the 50 odd different states of America uh, that are completely at war with each other, we kind of just do what the fucking prime minister dictates. So we do that. Uh, so all of Canada's legal right now. The fiasco with it uh, between decriminalization and legalization, like I said, is that then these mom and pop stores that uh, try to open up like little corner store weed shops with like coffee and whatever, they're getting their fucking doors kicked in by the Gestapo wearing fucking badges, telling them that they're not allowed to. They're breaking well, bylaws. That's they're almost every this. small business yeah, it's now. Like, that, that's just <laughs> the way yeah, it's going. Yeah, the ATF yeah. just raided Polymer 80. And this, is, this is a huge thing just in general. I'm... I'm still failing. I'm failing to see how how weed can be made available to people like all over without giving the state its cut. And like I'm hearing the decriminalization bit, but I I kind of agree. It's not uh, about not giving it the state its cut. It's about the simple fact that right now that it's legal up in Canada. That I guarantee you that 90% of all the consumed cannabis is grown illegally, and that all of it is produced illegally, and all the money is then funneled into illegal means and illegal sources, which then is going into more illegal grows. Whereas if it's decriminalized. You have people that are able to open up a shop without having to invest millions of dollars just for the application to yeah. be processed. Mm. And then you can, and then and then you find out whether you get it or not. And then to to fill that application, you have to have the facility. It has to be staffed. There has to be guards. There has to be people on site twenty four seven. There's so many fucking regulations that mom and pop shops can't do it. There's no organic growing in the commercial industry, with the exception of systems that I set up because I made organic nutrients viable on a commercial scale. Uh, my personal um, belief. My personal oh. belief is that that whether it's decriminalized or made legal, you're going to like what you guys are actually critiquing is the regulatory bodies that that rise naturally from the state. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you're going to avoid that, regardless of of what gets rolled out. I, obviously, I want it to be decriminalized or legalized. I don't really care as long as people aren't put in prison anymore. But ultimately, yes, I would love to see costs stay low. I would love to see them not have all these insane regulations that that require you know, the, the plant to then be sold for much higher dollar amounts just to That's uh, what happens it. with legalization. That's uh, exactly also, what happens I, with legalization. I, I, because like right now in Canada, for instance, this is all I can speak to because I don't live in the States. Uh, up here, there's like 16 or 18 legal growers. Mm -hmm. um, all of those growers are the only people that are allowed to supply all the cannabis to the different storefronts. Well, the company that I was just working for acquired like 12 of those licenses. So right. now that company is now in charge of 12 out of the 16 or 18 producers. And now they are dictating the market cost for all of the cannabis in the fucking stores. So yeah. there's no competition, no fucking like no feedback. And then when they're sitting there sending out thousands of pounds of irradiated cannabis that I personally mm -hmm. told them that if they don't destroy I'm going to quit. Um, and then they're sending it out to be irradiated and then sending that to storefronts at 12 to $22 a gram. See, 16 is just a midway. There's, there's grams up here in storefronts from legal producers that is $22 a gram when I know, and I'm not supposed to say this because I'm breaching a bunch of contracts, that their actual cost of production is about $3 a gram. Jesus. Yeah, no, that, that sounds uh, right. I, I'm, not, I'm not critiquing... Uh, your stance. I'm just saying but standard standard markup is two thirds. Yeah, no, I, I'm not critiquing anything of what you're saying. I'm just saying I don't think that it being decriminalized is going to prevent it. Um, I, well, I hope I, I hope I'm wrong though. I guess the example I would like to say is like 
you know, you can open a business for basically anything. It's not like you have to get a special, I mean, I guess I shouldn't even say that because regulatory licensing, but I think that anybody that wants to apply to own a cannabis business license should be able to get that because um, that's, you know, that's part of why it's gotten so expensive to get into the industry is that government has like put a cap on licenses. I know in some States it's, you know, maybe 10 or 15 in Washington, we've got, you know, a few hundred. Um, but also I think people keep forgetting that, you know, if we stop policing people for pot, if we let people out of jail for a plant and also just the job creation, the economic revenue, that's going to come from legalization and, and letting people do what they want, the government's naturally going to get their cut when people are paying taxes, when, you know, when people are contributing to the economy and society, you know, we don't need to let the federal government come and put a blanket five, 10% tax on it to then send that money to the DOJ to then shuffle around and get lost. Like they've already done in Washington state for $400 million a year. I, I agree. They, they or the in- 6,400 employees that got fired when the Gestapo went and kicked in all the non-legal dispensaries in Canada. I, I think and that's that infuriating. The, the, the point and I'm trying to, look- the point I'm trying to make real, real quick is that I'm a mortgage broker in California. The, that was never criminal, um, but there's still licensure. There's still uh, extraordinary taxes. It's still regulated. I'm still put out of work during lockdown. I mean, all of these issues, regardless of whether or not it's decriminalized or made legal, uh, I think are going to be prevalent. So I'm just encouraging you guys to stay vigilant, not, not saying that you know, one is better than the other. I'm just saying, I think they're going to do this regardless and, oh, and yeah, you need sure. to be prepared for it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, no, I, I would like to make a comparison because this sounds sort of like the, um, the restaurant industry. It's the same thing. Like before, you know, you could just cook some food out of your house. This is maybe a black community thing, but you'd have, you know, dinners. People would just cook out of their house and they just sell the dinners. Then, you know, the government got involved and all of a sudden, even to do that at a church, you have to have all these licenses, you have to have a professional kitchen, you have to have food handlers, blah, 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 blah. And so one of the things that has been done is they have cottage food laws. So depending on what state you're in, it depends on what you can do. A lot of places won't allow straight up catering, but in certain states you can bake and sell from your house. You could cook and sell from your house. Some states are more strict than others. I think that's probably a better model. Like you were looking for an actual solution than like uh, comparing it to something because the whole process of growing, there's two different problems. There's the problem of being able to grow and then there's a problem of being able to sell. So Mm -hmm. even if you can sell legally somehow, and pay the taxes, that still doesn't really deal with the issue of being able to grow. And a lot of people want control over their product. Like Beth said, you you really need to know what it is you're consuming. And so that's sort of like, I think, the two sides of the problem, people don't look at it. So if it's decriminalized, then you don't have people getting in trouble for growing their own product. It could be small business, like actual small business. You're just maybe grow for yourself as a medical patient or sell to friends or whatever but when you have even to do something as simple as that you have to go through the government and you have to get licensed and they want to know every single thing and all this other stuff you can't even get that far so it severely limits the impact that the product can have on somebody but it's the same thing with with baking i mean i bake i can i have to look okay i want to move what's the cottage laws in this state okay what's the cottage laws in that state okay so i need a house in this state 
I need a house in that state. I'm gonna cook from here. I'm gonna sell from here. Like it's the most insane thing. But that's they're even there's they're no going after lemonade. They're even going after lemonade stands in certain areas, yeah. right? Yes, yeah, so this going what a country. Stands. It's all it's crazy. It highlights like I think what what should be done here is is to get the best like legislation you can to allow growing so people can grow their own and then you encourage people to do exactly that and and not pay you know the uh whatever whatever big corporation is going to be in control of it you pay your neighbor that's what we should be doing we have to normalize that and make that make that the the thing to do in the culture i think that's the best the best way we can fight corporations i was I mean, promised that there was going to be rebellion. someone here that I was gonna. Sorry. I was promised there was gonna be someone here that thinks that drugs should be illegal. I know, Who right? are they? So I can yell at them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's gonna be. I the do, comments. but I'm, so, I have a lot of back town, background noise right now. I will, yeah, I'm not. I'm not, not necessarily a drug guy, know. but uh, I think they should be legalized and decriminalized completely. I mean, Remember if we can live in a society where alcohol and you think cigarettes, anything like that, can be any like you could buy that anywhere, and if you go into a local Target and buy that, you should be able to buy it anywhere. That it is, be, it's it, we should go. The... We should go all the way there to where you walk into your local Walmart and be like, "Yes, I'd like some of the marijuana, please." I do think alcohol is like the perfect example. If alcohol is cool, just because it's cultural, then a lot of things should be because alcohol kills more than any. Yeah, and so... if you look at the history of the prohibition and and the, con the 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 chaos that was caused by that, and just the crime and the insanity, like making it into a taboo thing, like that's what caused all that. Right. But my, my what point needs to happen the, is total decriminalization. Well, my point with that is that it, alcohol is the perfect example of what I'm describing. Whether you get decriminalization or legalization, you're going to have governmental uh, bodies that that swoop in to get their, you know, pound of flesh. And yeah, everybody think, wants their cut. I don't think it's avoidable. I, I think that ultimately you'll still have, you know, speakeasies. If the taxes get so, so crazy, you'll have speakeasies for pot. You'll have speakeasies for easy. Yeah, smoke easy. So, well, you're uh, gonna have that if they keep everything locked down. People are already yeah. talking about. Yeah. I mean, here in Maryland, they've had tons of parties that have been broken up. These people have have not stopped their their living. They've been doing the same thing, which is why, I mean, expecting the government to do anything right, I think, is sort of like a mistake in general. Like, I think that we just have to ignore the government at this point. Like, I don't, I just don't understand because no matter what, they're gonna only make the rules that benefit them. So why not just try and figure out how to work around them? Hell yeah, well, Sophia. Agorism. <laughs> up in Canada, what they what they did with the legalization was uh, they ended up making it legal to grow four plants. But then they added these stupid, freaking, ridiculous stipulations to the four plants. Is um, they they said that they can't be above four feet tall, and that's that's the major stipulation is that any plant above four feet tall so if you're using like a foot and a half tall bucket your plants can only be like two and a half feet tall it's like it's just so stupid the the litigation behind it's just ridiculous but medical patients like myself i'm still allowed to grow my medical quantity which for my dosing is actually around 370 plants um which i don't currently grow anywhere close to that because it's like if i want clones or whatever whatever i always want to have that buffer but uh, yeah, just uh, by the way, we have a we have some interesting comments here in the chat. So an earlier comment from uh, Buff said, "Is there no one on the panel that is against drugs?" So just I got two hours. Yeah. All right, well, I'm, some background noise, yeah, but I'll still talk about like like drugs. I'm, I'm not I necessarily I'm against the culturally, you know, maybe not. Yeah, I'm not really a drug guy. No, here's a here's a 
let me pick up on what Gio said. Here's the issue with the. Can you guys hear me? Okay, so okay, yeah. So first, first verse, then Martin, go for it. Verse. Here's the issue. They um people often talk about from like a regulatory standpoint or from like a, you know um unnecessary like nonviolent criminal offenders whatever people getting locked up. And I get that, and that's all fine. I understand, and I also understand even from like a from a historical standpoint from like oh hemp was made illegal because they wanted to um obviously um have a monopoly over paper industry and things of that nature and like clothing and whatever there's a lot of like reasons why these th- political reasons why these things happen with that being said um there you have to understand from like a, a societal fabric fabric state of, uh standpoint um allowing different um substances to be legal changes like the 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 public like social space right so for example the reason why um ultimately they allowed like alcohol to be illegal is because it creates these bars and they're like social spaces that you couldn't like get rid of right but like when you start to um you know start to make like uh those uh those public facilities for like people getting shot uh shooting up or if you start to legalize public spaces for like matthews or for like various other psychedelics you start to change the social fabric and it starts to degrade the society on the whole which is why they were made illegal on like a, that's one of the secondary reasons why they were made illegal to begin with. Now I understand like of all the drugs, like pot is probably like the least, uh, makes the least amount of issues on a societal level, right? I get that. That's why they're kind of just letting you go You basically now. sold me on legalizing psychedelics. No, me? no, no, I verse. I didn't. Yes. I think it's yeah, the if most. There's like a uh, library that you can go to. Mm-hmm. It's a, a plant. Every planetarium now has fully just allowed psychedelics. Like you can just go in and do whatever you want to do. Thing. No, we talk about social degradation. About like me, as in like my there's my threads are the ones who sold you. No, just or what you're, you're saying, saying like, right now. Oh, right now. You're talking um, about like degradation of social fabric, and like I can't see. Like first of all, I think psych- psychedelics take you like they like reset your your notions of society and culture and it can be 50 50 whether it's a good or bad thing but frankly i can't see i can't see people's like perception and understanding of of society being degraded any more than it is uh i think it definitely can be degraded more than it is considered that like the degrade degradation has occurred with like maybe five to ten percent of people have tried them right like if everyone's on some mkl to schizo break and like deciding to like revamp all the rules of like the norms of society yeah things are going to get much worse you don't need i think that's a large assumption every Everybody you know, has access to the drugs like a, a, now. Wait, one at a time. Okay, yeah. uh, Dave, go. No, no, every, we have every, access, every, every, everybody has access to drugs now. Like everyone, it doesn't matter who the hell you are. You have a friend or a friend of a friend that you can get whatever the fuck you want. Every town so, has a skate but, park. But, but mm. nobody getting here, going and getting barriers. fucking completely messed up because of legal drugs. In any context, in Denmark, it didn't happen. In Norway, it didn't happen. In Sweden, it didn't happen down south america all right, so let's uh, let's it's not like once legal drugs become legal that then everybody starts using them in fact it allows the avenue for people to become educated about drugs and it allows well, the avenue for drug education to be more informative and actually beneficial in edu- like education systems and so forth well let's go to geo geo you haven't spoken in a while and oh. then best no no, no well, i want a verse to finish and then uh, okay you're going to throw your verse well, then so, so i was verse, gonna say well verse and martin gonna, to hear what they have to say then I'll, yes I'll, so i was just gonna say in response to that like i understand that like if you when you legalize it on the whole the overall use doesn't increase like on like a from a, allegedly from like 
countries like Sweden, which are like homogenous and there's like 2 million people there, things like that. Those countries, there's been no evidence that they increase. But we're in a slightly different society. There's far more people. And also when it comes to like, when you make drugs legal, they have, there's more access for like, for example, like with kids who are like, I are, it's more, a lot easier for kids to get alcohol, for example, because it's in stores for like, I know everyone can get it, but most people don't get it. Like if it, when it's not easily accessible, when people have to See, go through jump through hurdles, they it don't. It was easier for me to get weed or coke throughout high school than it was See, ever for me to get a twenty six or a liquor. Ever. This is where like more sensible drugs, laws yeah. start to come not into play. Cannabis. Sorry, Wait, Martin. In Scandinavia, we don't have legal cannabis yet. We have decriminalization, but not legalization. We yeah, legalization. Sales. Decriminalization. Like Portugal decriminalized. And, uh, I don't think lower. legalization will help us master any problems i think it's just going to bring more regulations more big corporations big pharma into it and uh, as people said on the cultural level mostly it's a degrading culture degrading society and letting loose drugs in that i don't think it's a good idea i agree with this. i will, I will go to alex functions, the chemist, by the way uh, i'm gonna finish yes the government functions like Sort of religion, God, and the rules and regulations are kind of the rituals in that, in many ways. And enforcing legalization through that will let loose a lot of the people that didn't want to go to that uh, third, second-rate friend and say, I want drugs. So the barrier is low as is, because you can always get, but there's still a barrier socially going mm -hmm. through those people to get it. And uh, if everybody's going to live in their pods, eating bugs and taking drugs, watching live in no pod, uh, I, I don't tell think you that's that. going to go yeah. very well. Ain't no pod. <laughs> yes. I've done drugs my whole life. I've been for legalization my whole life, but I'm now against it. I'm for decriminalization for sure, but legalization, I don't think it's going to work in modern Western paradigm. I mean, yeah. society is a lie. Alex, agreed uh, upon. Alex the chemist, because he hasn't spoken yet. He uh, was uh, later on in here in the stream, and I know you can't stay for a long time, Alex. So first, please tell us a little bit about yourself, and then what you think of the conversation right now. Whether you agree with Martin about keeping it decriminalized, but uh, not legalizing it for the societal uh, problems he just laid out. Yeah. Um, thank, thank, first off, thank you very much for um, inviting me to join the conversation. I would absolutely love to come on when I have a little bit more time. Um, so I, I'll, I'll say that, um, uh, oh, to, background. So um, I've worked in the cannabis space for about six years now. Um, started off as a medical patient, um, didn't really use cannabis uh, growing up. Tried it a couple times, wasn't for me. Then when I was 29, uh, I was dealing with um, major depression and anxiety and I have ADD. So uh, I was on a cocktail of different pharmaceuticals, um, SSRIs, anti-anxiety, and Adderall. And I was able to come off of this using um, uh, cannabis just as a, a symptom management. And it allowed me uh, to you know, tackle my anxiety and um, really open me up in different ways. Um, then uh, after about uh, five years in, in the cannabis industry, um, I've worked uh, in extractions, um, uh, I've, I've been to conferences where I speak about the science of cannabis uh, on stage and presentations. Um, I absolutely love the science of cannabis. I love talking about it, um, especially like um, the pharmacology, the receptor uh, ligand interactions and like what happens inside the neuron and try and give like an understanding of, of maybe what, what's happening of the entourage effect within the body because we all experience it phenomenologically. 
um, but you know what's actually happening on the the receptor level. Um, so that, that was a primary interest in in um, cannabis. I've since now moved over to uh, largely I haven't exited, but like largely moved over to psychedelics, where I'm the chief research officer of Haven Life. Um, it's a psychedelics company here in Vancouver, BC, uh, up in Canada, and um, yeah, we are focused on uh, creating a supply chain for um, uh, legal psilocybin um, to create formulations in the raw form, um, basically whatever is required by uh, studies, um, hopefully doctor um, uh, uh, prescriptions once they get to authorization. Up here in Canada, Theracil <coughs> has been doing a lot of really good work. Um, helping with what are called um, Section 56 exemptions for medical purposes to allow uh, patients access to psilocybin in kind of like one-off treatments. We're hoping that that's really going to allow for a class of medical patients and kind of follow suit um, uh, similar to cannabis and how its uh, medicalization opened up. Um, and as for the conversation, I think it's a very interesting conversation to have. And I like hearing people who either were for legalization and they're kind of questioning that or were against legalization and kind of questioning that because I think, you know, that's where a good discussion can be had. Um, my thoughts are, you know, you have to kind of look at what the reality is on the ground. Um, I live in Vancouver. The downtown east side is wrought with um, opioid addiction. Um, uh, all kinds of drug addictions, and especially now with COVID, the supply lines have been cut. So there's a lot of danger and damage. Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot more overdoses um, due to bad drug supply. So when I think Same about here. drug safety and and you know what should be allowed on a societal level, I think that there's a problem here. People are using, and we need to find a way to decriminalize and regulate. Um, whether it's a full laissez-faire legalization, I, I don't know if I'm up for that. I think there should be some regulations in place, but um, largely I think I'm for uh, opening up access to all medicines, all drugs. So can I respond? Uh, Go for I it. think with, I think on the whole, I think you're, you have mostly, I agree with most of what you're saying. Like I, and I historically have always been very pro legalization, but with um, looking at the ways in which uh, drugs that we have, have, have things have, that have previously been illegal that are now legalized and now also promoted i've i can see the way um this might play out with respect to other substances so for example look at the way that alcohol was um was illegal made illegal and now it's been legalized and now it's just pretty common and also like a joke that ha there's a ton of middle-aged women or just people in general with just basic alcoholism that's just like a joke now that people just throw away like oh what are you gonna do after work i'm gonna have a bottle of wine every day like that's like a, that's funny now cool or like pornography ads. pornography <laughs> used to be snuff and it was illegal now it's legalized, and now it's just kind of funny that eight-year-olds are addicted to pornography. That's just okay now; it's acceptable. And it's like I don't you know, know about that. Like, or like, no, I mean that's like I, a study. Most people have seen pornography before the age of twelve, like all, like eighty percent of kids nowadays. I, so anyway, I think that's true. Well, yeah, I, I'm not done yet. But all so these things, you guys, you guys guys didn't wander out in the woods and find a big pile of Playboys. No, <laughs> actually, no. I mean, I know that exists. Where you find them? It, yeah, I know that existed because I mean, like, I'm or like slightly older. I'm a millennial, everybody found. I know Playboys that you could find the, the magazines, but it's not the same as I have now have a dopamine uh, addiction because of the novelty seeking of like Pornhub. Like at a twelve year old, as a twelve year old, now like my whole sexual my relationship is thrown off. Like there's a big difference. In no, they're getting dopamine life. addictions from staring at fucking smartphones from the age of five. From their parents sticking tablets in front of their faces. If you want to talk about dopamine, comparing this all to no, psychedelics is a little weird to me. And then we open up no, I think medication a, I, I, through legal drugs. 
psychedelics aren't even like inherently pleasurable. They can go. Well, we're gonna, no, no, yeah, we're gonna, gonna get to psychedelics, the psychedelics a little bit later. Yeah, we'll First, uh, Hotep Sophia, go for it, I and then it, Geo. I think it's a good comparison because the problem with most drugs is that people get addicted to them. We're we're, we're talking about the the possibility of people getting addicted. And so when you're talking about that, you have to look at all the other things that people are addicted to. And then you have to see also, I mean, it, it should be some consideration taken to why these things, why people want these things to be available. What I was going to say earlier is in DC, they just legalize everything. And like, I don't know why people need to use iHouse. Like, I don't. Like, I understand if you're going to do it as a spiritual thing, but it needs to be done under very, very close supervision because it's extremely dangerous. So legalizing that is not quite the same as, like, mushrooms or, or weed, but it still can have uh, these type of effects that you don't know. And so I'm not necessarily, again, I, I like to leave the legalization out of it just so the government can just stay out of it. I don't want the government to tell me one way or another what I should do. But so maybe decriminalization, but this whole like letting the government decide what is acceptable and what is not has really gotten us into the problems that we're in now because people used to do all types of stuff back in the day and nobody said anything. It was just something you did in your house. But then once the government decides to get involved, I think you just have a totally different set of circumstances that have to be sort of considered. Um, but I definitely see, you know, when you're looking at the whole pornography issue compared to like a weed issue, it's kind of like the dopamine thing is a huge thing. I also don't like cell phones with kids and, and um, tablets and stuff for kids either. For the same reason I wouldn't want my 13 year old smoke. Yeah, and I also like to point out that like I I'm not, I'm actually pro even though I don't know if I would call it, like these drugs like medicinal personally. I know that people there are definitely like therapeutic qualities. And I'm not just debating that whatsoever. Well, Dave could talk I, about that some more. No, no, I know, but I don't like the term medicinal. It's just is the only thing. Yeah. I agree. Like I know that I've personally used shrooms for depression. I know that there's like um uh iboga. Like I know like, there are legitimate therapeutic qualities for a lot of these drugs that are like secondary. So I am 100% in support. I think you should be able to experiment and then you might find legitimate purposes for all of them. So I'm actually 100% pro-medical and it's basically going to be federally passed because 36 states now have it passed for medical marijuana. Um, but uh, I do think that making it legal and then it creates a culture of promotion that people are not ready to deal with. Like they're, the, they're not... Um, People underestimate what happens when you take something from just being decriminalized and transition it into legalization. Like the amount of people who, are, again, are like who develop these psychological dependencies on these substances is astronomical. And once it's legalized, people just forget that it's a drug. They just go, oh, this is normal. And we don't need that to be a new normal is all I'm saying. I mean, Best, what if it was I, ended I up about what I experienced in so in Seattle and just the shit show that I just left because mm -hmm. we in Seattle did the giant social experiment of decriminalizing hard drugs up to five grams. And so apparently mm -hmm. the dealers just were carrying less of the amount to be within the legal limit. And my office was in this area called Pioneer Square that was like a beautiful historic part of downtown Seattle that has just been run over by, I mean, drug use. We, every day there was like human poop on my building. The mm -hmm. city of Seattle taxpayers, unfortunately are funding about 
5 million needles a year in the needle exchange program, but it's not an exchange program. You're just giving out free syringes to people and they're leaving Mm -hmm. them on the sidewalks in the children's park play areas in the community gardens where people are like shooting photos, you know, so there are a lot of unintended consequences. And even the homeless people that I became friends with my two years that I was at my office, they said that the, the, the issue has gotten so bad with the homelessness that they said, unless we show up to a shelter with two syringes in our arms, overdosing to death, the city doesn't care about us. And we spend now a mm-hmm. billion dollars a year in King County alone on the homeless issue. And, and a lot of it isn't just a homeless issue. It is an addiction issue, a drug issue, you know? And so how have some of these, these policies just like perpetuated the problem? But decriminalization. Again, I'm not like, oh, sorry, you can go. I was just going to say that, you know, decriminalization in these cities is relatively new and it occurred largely because they were already overrun with drug overdoses. They were already overrun with addicts and homelessness and all these other issues. I think a lot of what you are describing and what Verse is describing are issues that were brought about by the coddling of the Americans. Like we or or anywhere that these drugs have been made illegal, people have have been taught that like, oh, if it's legal, it's okay for me. Uh, The Oxycontin... um, overdoses is a very good example of people not taking seriously or, or, or when they hear the FDA say, Oh, this is, this has medical properties, uh, you know, and your doctor prescribes it to you. They take it until they die and they get addicted Mm -hmm. before they even know it. So there, these issues, I think what you guys are describing is actually the ramifications of prohibition. Um, it's, it takes, it takes an Mm -hmm. extrapolation to, to actually identify that, but it is, it is a very real issue in that people, people give up on, you know, their own, uh, self-control and they they rely on the state to tell them what's okay and what's not and ultimately I think that you're going to have to rip this band-aid off eventually putting people in prison because they like these drugs I don't think is a, a long-term solution and I hope we can all agree on that at least well in well, terms no, I of that but I don't think that but I don't think that you don't need to ignore yeah locking once, people up so. one Sorry, second yeah, at a time everybody's speaking all, everybody's yeah. speaking all at once so here's how we're going to do this I'm going to have to step in right now and just go this person then that person that person just so we are not speaking on top of each other. But uh, one thing, uh, one comment that was made recently by Bulat Usmanov, I like saying that name because it's Russian and I like the way it sounds, is a simple question. I don't think he means question. I think he means two propositions here. Proposition one, completely legalize drugs and no welfare. Two, social safety net and drugs illegal. So I know liberty yeah, lockdown, yeah. from what yeah. I understand, you're libertarian and I'm not sure how in favor you are of having the welfare state, but there is this idea of- <laughs> Yeah, I think people, you do know how. Yes, yes, <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming. So if people take things into their own hands, then we may have more of a society, like more of a community that kind of makes sure that their kids are not going to be taking this stuff and uh, that they're going to, you know, start a family and uh, look out for everybody in the neighborhood and things like that. At yeah. least I assume that that's what's going to happen. But uh, w- what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think that's exactly right. I, I think that the issue is that the state has has removed societal responsibility. And, and not only that, but it's also made it so that we can't afford to fucking help our, our friends, neighbors, everything else. I mean, I'm a pretty wealthy guy, but I pay an insane amount in taxes and I could help a lot more people in my family if I weren't. Um, I think that the same extrapolated out, you have all the people across the country that have neighbors and family members that are dying from overdoses or dying from addiction, but we're all working, you know, to our bones just to try and survive because of the Federal Reserve policy and the taxation in this country. I think that 
ultimately it, it requires really revolutionary change to address this issue. It's not a single one-off, oh, you legalize it and all of a sudden, you know, drug overdoses are gone and, and uh, you know, you don't have criminals and homelessness issues. Like this is a, a long-term issue and it's going to require really deep changes in society for us to address it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but if you want to make it a simple answer as to where this issue arises, it is the state. And it is the government that's that's made this illegal and created this issue over decades. And now we have, you know, the most people incarcerated of any any country on earth. It's just it's a sickness. And and we have to address that sickness before we can address the addiction sickness, in my opinion. That is well said. Although we do have a comment from Buff. Please no libertarian monologue. So there we go. If there's ever a time for it, it's probably in this conversation. <laughs> I was asked, man. I was asked. Oh, okay. No, I understand. Not all libertarians uh, without their monologues. They need to <laughs> exactly. That. So that we, have a, we have more outlaw... like a treatment problem, not a drug legalization problem. Your treatment shouldn't cost you, you know, $200,000. That's, that's the problem. Uh, I, I agree with that. Yeah, so we have outlaw prime. Issue. We have outlaw prime coming in here, and we have jugs. So jugs, I wanted hey, jugs. to quickly. Uh, I wanted hey. you to quickly uh, touch on the hey, needle exchange or whatever's going on in the area you mentioned, and you were uh, you were saying something's something's not quite right there. Right. So I'm talking about Kensington, Philadelphia, Fishtown, Kensington area. It's a notoriously bad part of Philadelphia, and I know a bunch of people who are straight edge of all people who want to throw their hat into this ring, um, advocate for safe injection sites and harm reduction. And I, I've, you know, there's a photographer, I'll try and see if I can find some of the pictures that he took. And they're pure horror of what's going on in there. Even after like the safe injection sites have been put in place, what you see now are massive amounts of needles on the ground, like massive amounts of needles on the ground, not even just in Kensington and the bad areas I'm talking about throughout Philadelphia. So I like one of the pictures is so horrifying. It's a picture of a pregnant woman with the like huge, huge abscesses all over her arms. Um, like marks. really, really scary stuff. So I, I don't know. I've, uh, I don't know how I feel about safe injection sites and I mean, uh... the, goodness of them or how effective they really are i, I i've yet to be proven that it, that it, they're good can we just I mean, go back to like, like laudanum it's got to be safer right i mean <laughs> it sounds like to me too. the issue is that the state needs to hire a needle janitor somebody whose no. job it is to go around at four in the morning every morning and they just go around to parks and all the places and they clean up needles and like, there's your problem. Great jobs. More Jennies. I don't want my taxes. I am a needle janitor. That's the only issue. That's my job. Do you well, want to? Do you want to volunteer to be the needle janitor for Philadelphia? Is that what you're saying? If there's an you amount of start the money needle janitor coalition, uh, I would consider it. Really? It'll be, it'll be like a masochistic needle janitor. You tell like me that a... needle janitor is a hundred thousand dollar a year job. Oh, I think there'll be a lot yeah, of Yeah, but also you get like AIDS. Needle janitors. So you have to be honest. To be honest, we have that in DC. We have. The different downtown areas they have people that all they do is go around and pick up trash and pick up stuff so that the government don't have to come into contact with it so we already have that it's crazy yeah it's not here's the thing we i understand like on an idealistic <laughs> level that we want to like say okay the government is too involved so we should legalize it because the government ruins everything and i agree with that for oh, the most yeah, part government ruins but you everything. have to understand 
it does but you have to understand like the oh. the damage has already been done we're already yeah. a state of like of like children who need like a nanny state so you can't if, if you legalize these drugs people aren't going to all of a sudden get educated now and start deciding that oh it's legal it's not it's not bad for me it's, so if no, they're not gonna happen. if they're not gonna do that then why are they gonna all of a sudden just start using these drugs yeah, they, at what point does somebody available. have personal People choice? Like, so everybody in America should know specifically, not to go snorting pills. Like, they should have that in their No, head they don't. Going, you know what? Snorting pills. People can't argue with it. Also People comes like, from a lack of identity and a lack of community. That's why young yeah, kids are using drugs. Have you been around anyone uh, over the? Yeah, have you been around anyone under the age well, of thirty? Now, now, now I think this. So, oh, but this is what okay, I okay, want to talk about. All right, Geo, you you go, and then I'm going to go to Martin K because he is very well versed in this subject having to uh be with a lot of people who uh are under a lot of uh drugs. i am an actual needle jamming so yes I am. yeah there, there uh, we go <laughs> but first geo uh go for it and then i'm gonna well, turn to well Martin. like in terms of legalization like about people on the streets like that's really the chicken and the egg in terms of what caused what mental illness uh, in combination with heart hard drug use and the government does make you know I mean, let's face it, these things aren't going to happen because the CIA makes far too much money on like fentanyl that comes in from Wuhan, China to really do anything about it. So people are going to rot away in the inner cities. But I mean, specifically, we started off talking about <coughs> marijuana, you know, having, you know, having done psychedelics and, and weed, I feel that these things in the hands of normies are quite dangerous in that if anything, we should be more restrictive and that we can like, I mean, the average person that treats these uh, entheogens like they're, I don't know, a fun fun trip for a few hours, to me, that's concerning. To me, I, I'm totally against the, like, Timothy Leary, we should put it in the water supply attitude Ew. towards these things. But in terms Geo, of... How could we possibly be more restrictive? No, no, but I mean, I, there is, uh, of course, medical use and all of that, mm. but I feel that... You I mean on know, a societal level, be I, more I, restrictive. Yeah, I personally think, of course, that legalization i mean sorry De like the criminalization of like putting people in jail for marijuana is of course ridiculous but at the same time it's more of a cultural issue where you know being in canada myself it seems to be like the millennial religion of like being a pothead <laughs> is somehow a personality for a lot of people so i i feel that in in a way we're seeing the difference between an older form of biopower and a newer form of biopower because now governments are getting uh, getting hip to the fact that having certain drugs legalized in some ways are quite better for the placation of younger people and the animating spirit of most people than to have other drugs in the past that were stimulants. Notice how they're demonizing stimulants. Not to say that we should go back to smoking tobacco, no. but there, mm. in the one sense, society has always been intimately linked since ancient times with the substances that they consume. So when you sort of create an environment where it's cool and it's hip to have drugs that placate you behaviorally, but also mentally and so forth. Uh, I feel that that's a problem. Like put it this way. I, I, I kind of think, you know, as crazy as this sounds, cokeheads have probably been more productive in a lot Hell of yeah. sectors than True. people who uh, consume other drugs. But that being well, said, well, Gio, you are also I'm separating the legal issue from like what I see culturally, sure. especially here in Canada. I think that like marijuana legalization is inevitable, obviously, but I feel that when you have a, a whole society of people that, you know, want to tune out, I don't know. I, I I'm skeptical of, 
a lot of the claims that people have in terms of its psychological benefit, because the people that I know who are chronic, it seems there's almost like this weird dependence verging on a religious fervor. And so that's just me being honest. Mm -hmm. I have to say I'm a saint. I've I, done, I gotta chime you know, in I've smoked weed and all of that myself. So Bess, Bess, you're going to chime in and then Martin. Sorry before, to offend people. I'm just, but no, before a, that, not, I wanted to introduce, I wanted to introduce everybody to a post that Geo did. Then we're going to go to Bess. Then we're going to go to Martin. So okay. here, Opium, not as lethal, peak den aesthetics, produces clarity of <laughs> <favorite tweet>. <laughs> all creative oh types. Yes, so, so there we go. We need we need that's another thing too. We need old school raw opium, opium instead of fentanyl, story, instead oh, yeah. of heroin. I, uh, that's what we need. Right okay, now. verse I have okay, a story. We're, we're, Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm going to be Mr. Moderator here. Verse, we're going to get your, your story after Martin, but Martin, we're going to get to mm. you after Bess. So Bess, go for it. Real quick, I just wanted to say that for me, cannabis has been something that has enhanced experiences. I know there's definitely the stereotype of like the lazy stoner, um, but cannabis is actually, actually a, a bronchial dilator, which means it opens your airways. So for me, I use cannabis to enhance my workouts. I love to take dabs and go to dance class. I'll smoke my vape pen and go run like five miles. I like to get really high and go ice skating for, I mean, some of these activities, obviously pre COVID lockdowns. Um, but for me, you know, cannabis has like enhanced experiences. It, it I don't want to say it motivates me, but, um, but it just like, for me, when I'm working out, it helps my breathing. It, I don't know. It just, it, it helps me feel my body more. So I think it's can really- I ask a question? The plant. That's what Rob but, Van Dam says, ask a question? Way, what age sure. did you start smoking weed? <laughs> what age Best? did I start smoking weed? Um, yeah. I think I smoked, I smoked for the first time when I was 17, but I didn't really smoke uh -huh. a lot then because I was like on dance team and didn't want to get in trouble. Um, but it wasn't until probably I was like 24, 25. And I was living mm -hmm. in Los Angeles at the time. I was doing marketing research. I was working like insane hours, super stressed. And I started smoking cannabis as a way to unwind at the end of my day. And I would smoke weed and I would run the Venice boardwalk. And there were, there was like a couple times where I, I felt like I was like in a Nike commercial where I would like be high and I had my headphones on. I was like dodging all the people and like sprinting out to the boardwalk at sunset and just like feeling so connected to the universe and myself and and everything and it really was like that I, moment that i realized it's not about getting high it's about like you know using it to enhance and i knew that you started smoking in the mid-20s because this is a very common theme i'm seeing i actually spoke about this in my podcast literally yesterday mm -hmm. uh, i've never met a person who has that effect where they're like oh i want to go work out i want to do that da, 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 who started smoking when they were like 14 and like regularly, they, it's always someone yeah, who starts I, after their brain is developed. I am that guy. After their brain is developed, I see it ninety percent of the time. Someone's like, "Oh, it helps. It helps like uh, enhance things." If they I start smoking when like teenage years, it's very I rare. Smoking when I was thirteen, and I I and am that I'm happens. I know when I'm stoned. And and I've seen also, it, but it's also far far more rare. It's also a causation versus correlation argument. I mean, oftentimes you have people that use drugs young or are dealing with serious issues. So it's, I, I don't think that you can, you can extrapolate that out to say like, oh, just because you started when you were 13, um, that's why you're a fuck up. Like you were probably no, I'm not a saying fuck up, that. You know? I am a fuck up also, by the way. <laughs> but there is, there are, here's the thing. We know for it's a fact brain that development. empirical studies yeah, that if you sure. start early, there, there's far more issues with pot. It's not like pot is well, because almost 100%, the, your it has like 0% of, um, it's almost entirely harmless if you start as an adult, like there's literally no side effects. If you start as a kid, there's 
higher onset of schizophrenia. There's um, there's a lot of like lower. Uh, there's a lot of actual. There's a lot of actual like, confirmed Based. issues if you start young. And I've it's seen they're not people start young enough. So, so yeah, I know right? a it's lot of people started. We all, <laughs> Reggie, did the Scythians have weed, by the way? They don't necessarily. They, they I'm saying it's just association. It's a higher. Well, no, risk they, they did things. have weed, but I want to get they to did, Martin yeah. right now. And before that, we have a very nice comment. Let me scroll up so I could find it here. Uh, here, so drug coat. This is the equivalent of what they did in King of the Hill when uh, Hank forced Bobby to uh, smoke all those packs of cigarettes. So we're here. <laughs> Person Andrada says, uh, "Drug copers should get all the heroin they want. They get locked up in the house until it's all gone." Simple. <laughs> I mean, that the was thing like about legalizing is, I, I, I picture people that are going to do too much. Like within the first like month, they're gone, and it's a sad thing to think that people are going to die that way. But like, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. Yeah, I don't see any loss really, to be honest. Like if they if they have the the means to get and do it, heroin acceleration is. Whereas you think about the guy who wants to do his pills and go to work all day, like those are two very different people. He's like, I need I need this to get through the day, and then I come home and I get fucked up after the kids go to bed. Two very different characters. We could do no, but like Jugs mentioned the 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 safe injection sites. And I, I think, did send Lev. I sent you those pictures in sushi oh, bar. Oh, l- let me take a look. Maybe I should. Well, Jug, send me them. I maybe I could paint one of them because I, I have this. I have this oh. idea of painting the kids. I'll send you the Instagram of what it's from. It's got Instagram yeah. called Kensington Beach. There is that one where the and two it parents focuses were on all, McPherson like... Square and Kensington, which they've now called they now call like Needle Square or something like that. Ooh. There was that Ooh, one like where that. the kids in the back of the car and their parents parent the two parents were all heroined out in the front. Do you remember that one? That was another mm. brutal yeah. one. I, uh, but no, you yeah, mentioned that's where they're getting all the needles. They're getting them from needle exchanges. And a situation that so, but I think the problem with... alcohol too. True. Yeah, yeah. Same exact situation. Needles, I think the problem with the injection, injection sites, sites is that work. like in Canada, the one, the guy who runs it, what's his name? Gabor. Um, Mate. Gabor Mate. Yeah. That does the psychedelic research. I think he, he said like the problem is that they don't filter a lot of those people into um programs that could help them but rather they're just using it to give out clean needles and yes it preserves it preserves life but at the same time i just i feel it feels really kind of like the government's just enabling them i don't know i feel that if they had a more a better way to filter them into drug rehabilitation programs by the safe injection sites then maybe that could be an, an argument for their use but i mean but it was because we didn't have those programs to filter them into those in, into yeah. rehabs and shit that the safe injection sites became mandatory because that's why our streets like in Hastings and so forth were just littered with HIV and HEP and everything else mm-hmm. and now that transmission has receded dramatically I understand that there's needle wrappers here and that people don't like the type of people that are around these safe injection sites but the safe injection sites are just that they're safe injection sites they're not meant as drug prevention sites they're not meant as information sites they're not meant as rehab facility sites they're not meant as any of that and they don't get funding for any of that they get I get what you're saying with that but I'm saying like if you look at this Instagram they're finding hundreds thousands of needles on the ground in in Philadelphia where kids also live so is that right? Should be it's Kids littering also. also. I mean, so should we be doing that? There should be like in a hospital how they have the the containers for just sharps. There should be trash cans right but outside the door. That's the problem. The they they give them out the needles be, because they, they can't trust these drug addicts to come in and just shoot yeah, up dope inside the, 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 the injection site. There used to be a time when we used to force people 
against their will, if they were crazy, we'd lock them in the loony bin. Obviously, there are problems to doing that, which I know. We need to bring well that back in some ways. Well, but hold on. I mean, yes, in the USSR, like I was saying, do forced rehabilitation. That's the only the thing U that works. For sure. Well, let's get to that, actually. Martin, this is perfect, but I did want to say real quick that in the USSR, they used to do that for government dissidents. They used to lock them up in loony bins and then force-feed them drugs to fuck around with their brain. But yeah, that's, a whole other, that's a whole other thing. Lobotomy yes. and all the things, yeah. But, so, uh, well, Martin, go for it. It's I, I your just... time to shine. Oh, yes, Alex. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I, just, I, just I had, like, ten trains of thoughts since oh, uh, on, I was Alex going has to, speak, to go. Still... Alex has to go, so Alex... Say your Alex, final first. words. Yeah, sorry, yes. sorry Martin. Uh, I'm actually very interested no to hear, hear your thought on that. But um, uh, I'd like to continue the conversation another time. Uh, I had a really great time. Um, just a very quick thing. I really do think that um, safe injection sites, it's a, um, it's a management problem, um, not a fundamental problem. The, the fundamental problem is they need to have access to these or else HIV, hep C, other diseases do proliferate. Um, but how we manage the waste afterwards is what I think the, the conversation should be uh, put towards, in my own personal opinion. Hey, look, guys, thank you so much for the conversation. I really wish I could stay longer. Please invite me back. I would love I to. I would love to. Yeah, Dude, absolutely. Great to see you, man. See I you. appreciate see, it. Thank you. Have, have a good day. You too. So, uh, and guys, don't forget to subscribe. Up. Don't forget to subscribe. I gotta say this. Don't forget subscribe. to subscribe. Subscribe right now. Patreon. Damn it. Subscribe break the rules over on YouTube. Everybody like exactly. and subscribe. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That, okay, hit so that thumbs up. The hit the bell. Subscribe. Hit the bell. Smash the like. Up. Smash like. Smash like. Smash Inject the that like button. Okay, Martin K. Make sure to get your... that bell on. It is okay, your time, time to shine. Janitor to shine. Yes. <laughs> yeah, tell me As all about I work at a so-called rehab facility. It's basically just uh new speak for storage of society's most fucked up people what you're describing from all major cities all over the west is the same problem people are getting broken from childhood broken homes uh, sexual experiences abuse molesting everything school and uh, sooner or later the brain pops out and they end up in a spiral when they find drugs, the culture, the, the environment to do that and uh, go away from society. And you see it all over the West. It's just increasing homelessness, drug abuse, downtowns full of needles, litter. And I think it's a problem of modernity with government as an agent of modernity. And uh, no government solution can fix this in our paradigm today. We can do safe uh, treatments, delivery, safe drugs, needles, whatever we do. It's not going to take away the problem and it's not going to fix it. It's just going to make it change to another form. I just realized that, that you're. I just realized that your image is is demonstrating that you think that Epstein was a libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, maybe. I mean, I mean, technically, kind of is, but yeah. we can talk about that another day. I, no, I think it was the most appropriate picture for this stream, but uh, yeah, oh, yeah the most terrifying and appropriate. Here's the thing: I agree Peterson, with Martin's, uh, as a as a person who also had has <laughs> ample experiences with. Uh, with drugs in the past i agree with uh marin only because like so, so it's not like i'm speaking from like a perspective of ignorance right i'm very very familiar with drugs and i've been associated around it and i've seen all, all sides of it right 
And it's, it's a difference between like idealism, idealism and like practice in practice. Uh, these like safe injection sites lead to like syringes everywhere, regardless of whether or not it's a managerial problem. In reality, this is what happens. In reality, when you legalize drugs, what ends up happening is you promote it, and then more people get, uh, especially in America. I don't know, but everywhere, but more, you promote it, and then there's more accessibility, and then like when people get addicted, it becomes normalized. Like this is what actually happens, where regardless of whether or not we want to live in a society where you know people aren't living in broken homes, where they don't have like these prior causes that would lead them to drugs we're not going to get rid of this none of this exists in a vacuum and as long as that's a case as long and which is going to be more of the case as modernity increases we can't we shouldn't also promote things that we know are going to create downward spirals at the same time whether it's or not you decriminalize them i support decriminalization but i don't incompetent and yes. growing more and more incompetent by the day so expecting any kind of government solution even if it's in theory a good one is not going to work Verse, do you believe that I used to be? No, I don't know. Let me let me push back against that for a little bit, Martin. I think that, yeah, the like it's a problem because the federal government is entirely incompetent of doing anything, obviously. But I feel that if it's kept on a local, regional basis, that and there's people that are willing to change. Here, here's the thing. Here's what I mean by. Yes, I agree with that for sure. Well, let me let me just talk about like the institutionalization aspect. Okay, so this is the classic example of uh, power, um, the, the globalism manifesting itself in terms of selling the same outcome that is advantageous to them to different people. So there's a let me say there's a false liberation going on. There's a pseudo liberation. So in the eighties, when when uh, when like Ronnie Reagan and and the uh, you know the, the I wouldn't see the thing is I wouldn't call the Republican party in the States right wing. Exactly. But let's say capitalist fundamentalists, that sort of like of the liberal political spectrum, they're like on the right. So the capitalist sort of Ronnie Reagan types, they're like, yeah, let's close the institutions because it saves us money. And the liberal side said that, well, you know, the institutions are dehumanizing and yes, they were a lot of them. Most of them actually were, well, not most, but a lot of them were like horrific and basically uh, treating people that were the most vulnerable as human cattle. And you could look up Forest Haven and, and there was uh, one place in Toronto for children that was terrible. There was uh, the, the one that Geraldo Rivera did back in the seventies, uh, the, the children's place. Uh, what was it called? Willowbrook or something like that. Um, but these institutions with people that were drug addicts and, and, and mentally ill, they were horrific. But the problem is that when you sort of close them, for different reasons because it's quote unquote compassionate or because it saves people the government money then you're just basically dumping these people onto society for them to go exactly so i think that we need to start reconsidering institutionalization that is hooked up to making sure these people have a life after their stint whether they're drug addicts or mentally ill you should just they, let these schizos eat mushrooms basically recycled <laughs> But I don't know, Martin, like you're in, in the system. So what it do you think about that? You justified my, or recited the way I justified my work here. I know it's not going to work. I know these people are never going to get healthy from what we do. But we do give them a roof over their head, clean needles, food, <clears throat> mm. help to get uh, medical uh, treatment, go to detoxification if they need to, hospitals, etc. And uh, I for sure don't want to pull the rug out from under them in that way. But also this, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
kind of institutionalizing doesn't work because it's also they can leave whenever they want they can do whatever they want they can take as much drugs they want they can fuck up in every way and we basically just keep them alive and uh, they never face consequences they they live in an institutionalized way all uh, sometimes from childhood from child protective care many of them have been through that mill and uh, they live Do any in of them actually rehabilitate and the valuable citizens in your no. society no never never no. basically never what's and your solution it, then Martin? if it is oh, where's the uh, like a, uh, <clears throat> just good luck or being at the right place at the right time finding something to replace it with something like that but they never get out of it with Martin, our help no. Martin, what do you th- believe should be done? I, I'm genuinely curious. What I'm you not think sure. Uh, I'm actually not sure. Uh, I think uh, some kind of force is uh, needed, whether that be from... Uh, you can see here we have lots of Indian, Pakistani, Iranian. And when they fuck up, like in their youth, many of them get uh, taken by their families, set straight, and go back to school, get a job, and become productive members of society, even though they may be fucked around between 15, 20, 25. <clears throat> but most of them are put uh, under totally different standards than normal westernized uh, families do. Right. But that seems to be a cultural difference. Yeah, correct? exactly. Exactly. So yeah, the, the reason, the reason, the effect of force and uh, the government in this uh, capacity cannot do that because everything is voluntary. You have to apply yourself for treatment, for uh, hospitalization. <clears throat> this... You can stay here for a year or two, but yeah, you just yeah. going to be put another place. Well, th- the... this is an important point that uh, Martin's bringing up here because like in the United States, we have negative freedoms. And the question is always, what are the positive freedoms? Like, sure, like in the Constitution, it's more about what you are not allowed to do to uh, the Americans. But uh, the question for me has always been, how do we define ourselves as a culture, as a civilization? My concern is that when whether we're talking about LSD or cannabis or anything that would put people into a better state... They and I'm not saying it's everybody. There are people, obviously, like I remember looking at various problems when I was going into the gym and just seeing, man, all of this is just built on the foundation of cards and they could collapse at any point. But that's not the point. What I'm getting to here is that when people don't have something to connect them to something higher, sure, you could say that they can meditate and smoke weed and get to a higher state. And we'll get to that later. But these are all just think? neoliberal palliatives, Lev. That's the exactly. thing. Well, and this is ca- you got you got you know the hippies did it. They got colonized by uh, capitalist realism. The Jordan Peterson, uh, the New Age movement, the E New Age movement, all of that shit. It's all just a way for individualized solutions for collective problems. So uh, sorry to cut yeah, you off. No, no, no. But that's that's a good point. I think that is a concern that people. Bring but the up, question, like and the question is, to further that, the question is why would any society allow uh, it's huge amount of its population, especially the most productive sectors, especially young young men in particular. Why would they allow uh, the human capital of the society to be totally shredded and annihilated? 
through uh, various uh, social pressures, and this is include including the opioid crisis and everything. So why would this uh, society be so demonic as to let this happen? I don't know. Unless oh. it's run by reptilians. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, here's a couple. <laughs> there's a, there's a few substances did. that are, are going to be made legal because it helps make you a better consumer, like marijuana being one of them. Uh, Adderall being another one, yeah, you know, that make yeah. better production or consumption. Uh, those I, made I think psychedelics do the opposite of everything you guys are talking yes, about, yeah, but, not, was... but not cannabis. Cannabis, I mean, all you that, do that's is... fair. Well, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't have a problem with people smoking weed, but I do think you're right. You're gonna want to no, go yeah. buy wings or whatever the fuck you're, it, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, it, it it psychedelics, it makes you soy face. Psychedelics is going to to make you a kind of a problem. Like, you're gonna when you take psychedelics, either a couple things are gonna happen, you're fucking. You're either going to like have a manic episode, not know what the fuck is going on and never want to do it again, or you're going to have some sort of what you perceive as enlightenment, which may or may not be. But I, I do think you were going to be in touch with something that a lot of people don't even get at all anymore. They don't get any real spirituality. And but Yakov, it's the way that they don't, sell please it, don't become they, cringe, they have to sell it spiritual, though. Please. No, no, no. Yeah, but like, no. Don't be that guy. Don't. No, no, don't but, well, I was Russell that guy Brand. for many years. It, it happened after doing mushrooms but, once. No, it's no, but like baby steps, y'all. You start somewhere. Exactly. But it's the way no, they I sell agree. it, Yakov. They have to sell it as a therapeutic thing because the problem with psychedelics is that they're divorced from their original uh, cultural and shamanic context from which they arose in different societies throughout the world in ancient civilizations. So when you use it as a way for hipsters to have like therapy, then that's totally defeating the point, in my opinion. That's the problem. It, it, yeah, that, but I, 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 agree, I agree with the idea of. I, this whole fa conversation has been fascinating, by the way. The fact that almost everybody has basically the same opinions, but just small variations on it, mm -hmm. uh, even though you're all on different sides of the fence, is very interesting. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I don't talk about the fact that I smoke weed a lot. I smoke weed all the time. Uh, I'm not constantly talking about it. I'm not an annoying stoner, but I am a stoner, and I'm aware that I'm addicted to, to marijuana. And so are all of my stoner friends, by the way, because they're <laughs> normal people. They're not like caricatures that's right. what happens right people become caricatures of what they do but uh i'm i i you guys convinced me of the whole legalization decriminalization uh dichotomy idea like yeah you're right if all this stuff becomes legalized it's just going to become mcdonald's in 30 years <laughs> so it will become that yeah. i can't see because yeah. geo you yeah, laid out like previously there, there's yeah. going to be there's going to be a small slice of people who use it for like the, the proper entheogenic purpose whatever that is for person to person then there's going to be another section of people who enjoy it for parting i don't really have an issue with that but there's gonna be at least 50 percent of people who are just horrified they might try it they're gonna be horrified oh, no, they, they, they look in they the will. mirror and see yeah. what see what they see they're gonna shit their pants <laughs> and like you, that's not mcdonald's it's just not but how many people do you yeah. need to be to like, be heavy users to create a problem <laughs> like even like let's think about obesity in america it's like what 30 40 percent and 40 percent like I that's like our stereotype for the country almost if 50 50 percent of people are are as you even with the statistics you made that were like kind of just pulled out of the air that's still a problem you know what i mean you I think a lot. I, I don't you, know what problems, are, what problems problem are you talking verse? about. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that it creates boy. a character caricature. You, you thick boy. You, you got. You I'm, thick. I'm all for like problems a, that just annoy society at this point. Like we got yes. everything's just falling apart. And if they like they legalize something that's just the thorn in the side for for the people in power. Like I I like that. Uh, I here's, think... the th here's the thing. I again, I'm not like a super. I'm not pro clutcher. I've tried all these things that I'm saying that you really shouldn't. I I've been through the whole whatever. I don't think. I I just think on a macro level, things versus a m individual level, things are problems 
arise, right? There are yes. second order consequences to legalizing things and to making them normalized. Well, well these things and are social technologies versus like everything else. Yeah, yeah. There's I, massive secondary consequences to having these things be illegal, though. And it, it seems as if you're, yes. you're yeah, dismissing true. that for yeah. to talk about no, what no, I'm, I'm pro decriminalization. I, I'm pro decriminalization. No, no, liberty lockdown. I do not want the CIA to make more money. I've said forever that the CIA only keeps drugs illegal because they can't make enough money off their child sex trading. I mean, yeah, exactly. that's, that's, that's true. really true. That's, true. that's my honest that's belief. True. That's the spicy take, but it's true. That's, yeah, yeah, I not a conspiracy. That. Yeah, yeah, but no. you don't need you don't need DMT at the store. You don't need MDMA at the store. You really don't even need pot at the store. But I'll accept pot at the store, even though I yeah. don't think you should. Have you guys, it you guys are talking as if as if supply creates the demand. I think that the demand creates the supply. There's there's people that want to do drugs, and those that want to are doing them currently. And yeah, in the yeah, future, yeah. there would be as well. It, your implication that that it would become McDonald's. I can't. I just, just don't think uh, meets reality. Yeah, we don't have I didn't get to finish. I didn't get to finish. Oh, yeah, Lebrimus. Yeah, just, just. I, I didn't mean. I meant that specifically in the in the capacity <laughs> of psychedelics, <laughs> specifically, because to Jesus me, there's a, there's a sacred nature to that. There is. Yeah. I think there's something beautiful about the fact that a bunch of people have to kind of hide the fact that they have these things, this these mushrooms. That, dude, if you if you take these, you're gonna get. Dude, you're gonna see some crazy shit, man. And then you go and you do it and you you demystify the experience. You have the experience together. It's still a ritual. Even if you're doing it in your fucking mom's basement, it's still a ritual. There's still mm -hmm. something to that. It gets completely taken away if it's a fucking pill that you get from some guy. Even though I think that it's good that mm -hmm. psychedelics are useful to help people who have things like PTSD and stuff like that, because those are those are terrible afflictions of your mind. That I think should be there should be treatment for, mm -hmm. but I still think there's something to doing. The, I think lifting the naughty thing and having a transcendent <laughs> experience by doing the naughty thing. I think that that's good. I think it's kind of like that's uh, it, to use a, a, a. I don't know what better word there is, but it's Lindy to fucking. <laughs> it is Lindy. It is Lindy. Also, do, so, it's it's Lindy to go get fucked up with your friends in the forest. Hell yeah! Like, that's that's a human experience that. that is important. There's two things you brought up. Yeah. There's two things you brought up that I think are brilliant. First off, the the isolated um take mushrooms as a pill thing. That we we don't mention that we are isolating these chemi the active chemicals and a lot of these like uh substances and then making them into this like super hyper biochem produced version. Oh yeah, then, like chemists and, and that's a problem. Chemicals, like, it's really insane. Yeah, research chemicals are like smoking opium from like the actual plant versus like uh, hydros or oxys and like the 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 issues that that creates. That's that's what happens when you legalize like these drugs. You don't. It's get like the, the meme DMT that Rogan talks about versus doing yes. ayahuasca. Those are two completely exactly. fucking yeah, exactly. different things. Right. Same thing with opioids. Same thing with like even taking like what are, uh, what are the things with the THC now? Like I can't. I could not do. Yeah, I don't um, want to take a, a THC pill. Eddie, it's, yeah. it's weird. Or I, caffeine when pills I, with when versus I smoke, coffee. When I smoke. No, but again, this is all I'm instrumentalized to make sure that people do their jobs. Like they could take it at the office the way they mm. used to take speed. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the microdosing and all yeah, that. Exactly. Micro, oh, micro, yeah, exactly. Oh, Coder's doing microdosing. This is what I was going to say. Come on, that's like, fucking, that's, that's what, capitalist that's realism. That's the McDonald's. That, that's the McDonald's. You know what that right? is? They're going to microdose your fucking- That's fucking capitalist realism right there. <laughs> so true. Microdose I hate your that McDonald's so much. So that I hate you can microdosing. Yeah, hate just, you guys. It, it, Whoever like, made that meme, just I don't just eat an eighth and sit there like somewhere, <laughs> like, and do it once a month. Like, I've never talked to aliens in the desert. Go talk to aliens in the desert. It's like 14 grams yeah. to get the fuck I, out. I, I, yeah. I take heroic doses, but I also don't really see the problem with microdosing, to be honest. I just it's, don't it's, get it's, it, really. It's just, I don't, I, I don't see it's the just, problem with it either. I don't think you're a drone. You're a drone. 
There's Geo, absolutely yes. nothing wrong green with any thumb of these something? things. It's just cringe. It's optics. Yeah. Most of it. Geo. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Green thumb. Um. Now that because I've never been like I've never uh, I've never uh, had a conversation with like a legitimate weed grower, if you know what I mean. Uh. But you know all the <laughs> brands they have like you know you go to the Canadian uh, website. And like you, you could have like Dreamweaver, White Widow. Like, are all those brands like the brand names? All, all of the ones that come from Tweed specifically, mm. everything is rebranded from my seeds. I still have over five hundred thousand seeds that were in Holy my genetic shit. vault before I got hired at Tweed in their vaults because, as part of my contract, they have to keep it climate controlled for twenty-five years. Whoa! Sorry, boys. No, no, but what I mean is, like, <laughs> are all those brandings? Is that like bullshit? Like, is is? Yeah, I know it's all name is... branding. That's what I mean. It's all, yeah. it's all, it's yeah. all, it's like, all strains that I've been working on that are all me. named completely different. Yeah, names. Like, no, because, they are like, different like, plants, though, right? They're different species. Yeah. There, like, there's different phenotypes species, and so forth. Yeah, yes, yeah, there are. Like there's yeah, different effects cool. like certain strains cool. can have, but I think I don't know. It's just to me, it's like the branding like, of it is. Yeah. It's literally it's just a commercial branding thing, and it's See, I think I have, it has a lot yeah. to do with the legal market up here because people are afraid of someone's coming in and trying to take See, this. The I think is lending. Or- I also believe we should supporting botanists like that's not from your I support botanists who want to to buy. I would buy from this guy. I would not buy from the company that owns your shit. You know what I'm saying, dog? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So first, would you wouldn't buy from the company that owns my shit either? (laughs) I wouldn't buy it ever. It has to be always person to person. Drugs are a drugs have always been a collective thing. Like if you're doing drugs a lot by yourself, your skits are posting IRL. That's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) 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 But first, would you be in favor of like the home like bot like the DIY? garage yes. like botanist chemist like alexander yeah, shulgin type 100 if you want to if you want to legitimately learn bot- botany and like start to do be a bioengineer and start making different strains of shrooms and like it's mixing different amino- yeah. like yeah have fun go do it you but i don't amazing. know I, the problem is that like uh, positive contribution claim to that they are though i, I just can't. With designer drugs is yes that, yeah let them let them claim up, if they want know. they'll get event they'll, they'll get it eventually but the thing like, is like i'm a botanist now i'm a scientist look at me yes Wherever yes, I buy my I mushrooms, that. if I buy it at the gas station, wherever, when I'm tripping balls, I'm not going to give a shit where it came from, dude. Like, I'm going to have a real good time. I, just, and I'm no, I disagree with that because yeah, hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, not, you know, say, and this is hypothetical, but I may have grown psilocybin mushrooms hypothetically before off the record, on the record. And I think that mushrooms are environmental sponges, whether they're medicinal mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms, or just lion's made, because I did grow lion's made shiitake and oyster mushrooms as well. And they are environmental sponges. And you will it i don't that must sound like a huge fucking hippie i don't really care though they it matters who grows them yeah, it matters the intent i mean they're very alive. i mean if you just no, yeah, decide i, I think the, we should the, just step, step just put to the side the whole hippie like all that sh- fuck that shit the, the, <laughs> pretending pretending that these things are somehow owned by like douchebags and losers from the 60s who couldn't who couldn't <laughs> yeah. do any, who couldn't change then, their society then they sold them, they yeah. it doesn't models. it doesn't they don't own this shit as a student of mm-hmm. astrology and someone who's sitting in front of a crystal collection i appreciate that a lot the first people who did <laughs> mushrooms literally took it out of shit okay yeah. you can't you can't pretend like you're that's somehow. That's how I did mushrooms. It, like it's it's that it, you're literally yeah, yeah. taking it out of that's that right, source. I, I think even that is symbolic. You're supposed to remove the shit. 
Yes, yes, you do. They, they, they grow on couch. Yeah. Remus, you mean the uh, the African Tiger plains the when wall, the monkeys yeah. went down from the African <laughs> yes, plains yeah, exactly. and took the stone ape? Yeah, and a lot of times mushrooms Jane, will taste like what they're grown on, which is why like you grow like oysters on like um, hay and shiitakes on sawdust, so they kind of have like it makes them taste sweeter. And psilocybin mushrooms, we I used horse shit literally. Yeah, I would go to yeah. a horse farm hypothetically yeah. if it I had done something like that. Guys, 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 we have a great comment from Lana644. I want to grow cow. It also Don't looks like, a I, cow, have like man. It looks yeah, like you... I have an Elton John style gap in my teeth. That's yes. actually spinach. That's from it's the powerful. spinach that I was eating. And now look what I'm about to eat. I'm about to eat this uh, delicious looking omelet over here. Look, look at this. It's in that. I did a whole lot of yoga yesterday. So anyway. What I want to touch there on. There was here. nothing in the green room, Lev. What's up with this? <laughs> I like this. This is here's the thing. I actually really do like the idea of people learning. Um, if you want to do drugs and you grow them yourself and do all those like organic drugs, I 100% support that. I think that's great for society. First off, you've you've learned a you've learned a skill. Yeah. Uh, 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 you've learned basically like a very like useful skills of society. You're a producer. That is all good things. Have fun. I just they imagine just... that clip from trailer Pro where Ricky was like, man, you know, Trini, like when, when I was a kid, when I was nine years old, I started growing weed. Nobody showed me. I can show kids how to grow weed. And it's like, you know, they won't have to make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to make the mistakes that I made. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like, no, if you end up, I have curious and you might accidentally name. make real, like different types of medicine. Like that's a very possibility. Like there, most of science happened by accident, right? Exactly. So you are, you are contributing to the production of human knowledge that is a positive contribution to society you however buying a pill from a gas station and getting a bliss out of your mind uh, in a parking lot is not a contribution to society. yes but what so if i can different take different a pill out of a gas station that gets my dick really hard because i can get i accept those. though Go yeah pills? that's fine if john jones if they're good shout out to blue chew we're gonna get blue chew sponsoring this podcast thank you blue chew Thank you, Blue Shoe. And shout out to Blue Shoe. Blue Shoe, one yes, of our shout out Blue Shoe, our sad posting friend. Oh, by the way, speaking of fifty dollars patrons, Lev. Oh yes, we have a comment in um uh we have a comment from Super Iron Bob that I am going to read out. I just have to load it up. I'm using a laptop right now. So as far as reading comments on the screen and holding this really hot omelet in my other hand, which I have to put down for a second, it's a little bit just, tough, you know. Just throw out the don't hamster. Step in it. Don't and everybody, step in it. please subscribe. All don't new people who are oh, watching this, please subscribe. subscribe. Now one thing that I wanted to get to while I'm loading this comment in is something that Best talked about which is an experience that I also had. When I used to uh, take edibles and vaporize cannabis, my favorite thing, and same thing, like in my mid-20s, that's when I did it, and that's when I used to go to the gym, nothing better than lifting weights while being high off my mind, and I loved indica the most. I loved the body high, because with the body high, then you get to really like feel your entire muscles working. But here's the thing, and this is just my own take on it. When you do something like that, I personally feel like there are things within my own willpower that I'm not training as much as I can. So it's like the equivalent of holding a heavier weight and working out, where the heavier weight to me would be the sobriety of this world with all of its problems and all its bullshit, as well as wearing this egg that protects us from the psychic forces. 
and once the egg is broken through psychedelic means, and I consider weed a psychedelic, honestly, like at high enough doses is psychedelic. For me, it was always a psychedelic as far as I always had the visuals when I was uh, smoking weed every single that's time. Good. That's called you and I are schizo. That's what that's called. We schizoty- <laughs> yeah, we're schizotypal uh, and that, it just yeah, That's literally that. what that is. It's no, shaman, yeah, we're schizotypal. It's shaman genes. We're yeah. shaman. Yes. Yeah, we're shaman. Yes, exactly. Those are shaman genes. Schizophrenic so, or shamanistic? I get, I get insane yeah. visuals and that's why I had to stop using it because it makes me like break. Breach, well, you know? I, I loved it. I loved getting all these visuals. The problem though was that it felt like I was not lightning. working out. I was not working out my own psychic ability. So I had to put the weed down and just do it myself. And now I'm getting slowly back into where I was back when I like when I was high guys I used to be able to see fucking chakras like when I closed my eyes I would see colors corresponding to the way that I was feeling so if I was in survival mode I'd be seeing red and I was seeing like a very bright Christmas tree lights version of red I saw green when I felt calm and with nature and then I saw like blue and purple when I was more uh, you know analytical or whatever so all this color spectrum yoga bullshit it's all real I think it's all real. And you I can't, you that, gotta uh, start teaching me, like, where you're getting... You know well, to be fair, to yeah, be fair, like, I was... I have the... never had weed that well, gets me that fucking high. Well, I haven't had acid that gets me that fucking high. It's not the weed. Holy it's not the weed. Shit. What it is... Nah, is I think it's our predisposition. Well, yeah. that too, but also the Wim Hof method. Since this was around the same time that I started doing the Wim Hof method, doing the breathing oh. techniques, classic yeah. pranayama, and from there I was able to get to the point where that plus weed equals you are opening a fucking wormhole. And oh, when that nah. happens, you gotta be... Well, first of all, I think you gotta be careful because I personally think that once we go out of this mortal coil, we will do the exact same shit that we are seeing, uh, and we are seeing to a limited extent, mind you, within either our dreams or within the psychedelic realm when we ingest these substances. I think that we are all living in a world of imagination. We can all see this shit, but at the same time, my personal problem is that we're here for a reason. And these limitations are on us for a reason. And if we don't work on overcoming these limitations using our own willpower, then it's almost like we kind of got a raw deal with the reincarnation. At least to me, that's that's how I feel regarding psychedelics and all that ironically um, ironically you're arguing against drug drug use because of revelations you had from drug use yes yes and no yes and no and here's why i only know that i don't started i'll tell you why because when i started the wim hof method this was before i got like really big into you know i took the terence mckenna heroic dose as well and all that so before that when i just started the wim hof method i didn't need any of the drugs to get me to that state. I was able to get to that state soberly. It was a lower version of that state where I saw certain things, but it wasn't as high. Weed and the uh, heroic dose that I took of the mushrooms, that exacerbated things to a very high extent. And like I said before, just with weed, you can get to a very high point. But my whole point here is that if I were to just have done the breathing technique on its own, I would have still seen similar visuals but of let's say a lower grade like a lower quality and i would have seen okay if there's something here i can work my way up to seeing something more already like i've said in multiple episodes i have been sober for about maybe five years now I i was sober since about 2016 i think by sober i mean no weed no mushrooms nothing at all uh not even alcohol honestly but uh when oh I saw Bess has left, uh, I want to wish Bess the very best. Yeah, no, I think she had to go. It wasn't. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, she said she had to leave it. You know, um, 
Yeah, she put the, her uh, info in the chat if anyone wants yeah, to. Yeah, oh, yeah. excellent. Okay. Yes, Cannabis. Yeah. Cannabis is great. Yeah, she wasn't just piecing like a... The Aldous Huxley quote. Um, she didn't rage quit enough. like some other people. We didn't <laughs> I, I, I refrain from saying that, Gio. Yeah, I, I refrain <laughs> from saying that. The Aldous Huxley quote that when you get the Love, message... Check your DMs, When psychedelics give you the message, hang up the phone. That's what. That's why a lot of us have like the revelation of like, yeah, maybe we don't need to be doing this all the time. Like, yeah. once you get the message, hang the phone up. Is, I, is, think yeah, it's, I think that's totally I've sure. actually I had this conversation, I think, message. with Yakov before, after a summer of me doing, like, mushrooms and acid, like, every, literally almost, like, every single day, like, hanging out at the river and doing that. I feel no need to do it ever again because I got what mm -hmm. they needed from me and they got what they needed from me. And I just don't see – I don't have really yeah. a desire yeah. to do it anymore. I trip yeah, also. You know that? I would have – Eventually, I eventually, I realized that that I got what I needed out of it, and I just stopped. It wasn't mm -hmm. yeah. it wasn't like it was a curiosity. I don't think it was an addiction. Some people might have called it that, but what I was I was experiencing what's that? I don't know. What's how you that, some of the things I was experiencing were crazy. traumatic, and like I was I was experiencing them as as a uh, it was like a religious trial that I was going through in my mind. I was I was uh, rotating what I was doing. I'd be doing like mushrooms. I had some acid. I had some research chemicals. I had like four or five different things going at once. And it was pretty retarded and absurd. Uh -huh. But I was cycling <laughs> through them For like two years straight. I was just tripping balls. And I learned more during that time than I've ever learned in my life about myself, most importantly. And yeah, once it was time to stop, I stopped. And I think I think I needed to get that curiosity out of me. I needed to say, yeah. "Oh yeah, I mean, because I you're, I you're you're one of those guys that you need to you need to do that." Like you, yes, you need. It's like, you, like if I was your parents, I'd let you like burn no. your hand. You're that guy. Yeah, I don't think most people should do that, by the way. And most people will get that get the message the first time they do it if yeah. they're not supposed to be doing it. Some kids need to burn their hands. But this with, is the other with a lot of different that, uh, grades yeah. of drugs, though, I don't think that people even have like with psychedelics, particularly, I think you're a specific type of person who has this curiosity, like with of all the drugs, I think it's the, the one that least people the least amount of people have like the urge mm. like to to like dive into like these psychedelics. It's drugs. horrifying when you see yourself as yeah. you are. You are horrified the first time. I, and I get that. And like I also had this problem and or not problem, but like this disposition. But um, I do think that. I lost my train of thought, but uh, oh yes, yes, yes. With uh, with weed, funny enough, uh, this is complete. I'm veering off as a complete tangent. Um, I always got like the the annoying, uh, the obnoxious like Alex Gray tool cover visuals of like inside, inside <laughs> of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm inside I of a Not even, not even quality Robert Vinoza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, like legitimately no. like psychedelic. The, the tool I want to. Oh, I will have a rant like about the psychedelic. Pillars of eternity. They're the pillars yeah, of eternity. One yeah, one to one. The thousand eyes one. Where you're right. like we. Oh, and Dude, see the, the red guys. You see the uh, the Godhead. The Godhead. I see that. That's what I see every time. Sounds pretty cool. I don't know. It's kind of cool, but it's annoying, and I I feel like I'm cringe. I saw dancing Buddhas. Why am I seeing Alex Gray artwork in my head? <laughs> for me, I was uh, the first time I did mushrooms. That's what I saw. Except everything was green. I don't know why. Just a random thing, right? But I saw that exactly too, and I was just like, all of a sudden, dude, I had this moment. I was like, the 19. first time, I was like nineteen. I was I like, did. oh, it's all real. And then just like, <laughs> now, now I'm here. You know the I mean? first We're time shaman. I did it's mushrooms, okay. I it's did okay. them. Uh, I was at this place. Uh, I'm not gonna dox where I am, obviously, but if you're in Ontario and Niagara, you know where it is. But it's basically it's a historical place. Uh, and I was with a friend who is now a um, works under, he's a researcher in psychedelics and psychology. Uh, he is 
works under that John Vivarke. I, I can't pronounce his last name. Lev, you know the guy, the the psychoanalyst. He does the psychedelic. Uh, John Vivac Vivacar something. Yeah, he works under him. Uh, so we were, you know, he was like almost like my guide, and I remember uh, it was quite an intense experience. It was quite a terrifying experience actually because. I was sorting out a lot of my own shit. And the second time when I saw more of the intense visuals of the dancing Buddhas, uh, and I kept focusing on this phrase from Joseph Campbell, where he said the, the manifold heads of Shiva. Then I saw this like um, post-apocalyptic vision. You know, the Denver mural, the Denver airport yes. mural. Yeah. I yeah. saw the gas mask guy and it was like <laughs> the end of the world, but I was fine with it. So I don't know what that says about myself. So that but i have a rant about psychedelic kitsch but maybe if i'm interrupting people lev i don't know well before we get to the rant before we get to the rant i wanted to get to patreon and to a deal that you just announced right now via dm okay so well technically last week but uh, yeah right now right now Mm -hmm. so listen guys we got to maintain this and we got to grow this we've already been successfully growing thanks to your incredible help you guys are the very best but here is what you can do to get us to the next fucking level so, number one, we are going to have Charles Carroll on uh, the uh, 29th, I believe. Yeah, the 29th, Charles Carroll. He's going to be on in January, late January. We are going to have on the great and powerful Owen Cyclops. Finally. He is coming. Mm-hmm. Owen Cyclops is coming. But this is what you guys can do right now to help support us. Go to patreon.com and subscribe as well. Subscribe. We go to patreon.com slash break the rules become a patron if you become a five dollar patron you get access to uh the um secret discord uh, server place if you become a twenty dollar patron you are going to get one of my father's very very beautiful magnets hand carved magnets ultra high quality and if you become a 30 dollar member you are going to get one of geo's absolutely beautiful prints from the tfw no gf series look at him go it's so beautiful i wish you guys in the zoom call could see it but this is something but this is something you guys can see the offer that geo made so first off for 50 dollar members here's what the 50 dollar members get number one and i believe we're calling it guardian crew uh what was it guardian crusaders or no it was based on that song at the end of jojo's bizarre adventure so I don't stardust, remember it right now. Stardust Crusaders. No, 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 stardust not Stardust Crusaders. Crusaders. Oh. No, no, hold on. It'll be your roundabout. Oh, no, my that's God. not it. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it right now. See, I don't even remember. That's such what a fucking called. nasty Wait, baseline, was in dude. JoJo. Yeah, it's yeah, the fucking end theme shit, of the first really? season. Dude, you have to watch yeah. JoJo. Stop being such a baby. Do it. JoJo's oh, yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with, but when it's good, I it's can't, really I don't know if I Just jump on the fucking train. Stop being a baby. It, just, it looks too gay at face value. It is hard. really gay. It's, it's the, the gayest show, show ever, by, but, by but it's, it's also <laughs> incredibly based in Red Pill. And you're yeah, not, it's also extremely gay. You're saying all the meme terms here, man. You're saying all the terms. So fifty dollar patron. Wow, yeah, hold on. I'm gonna get to the fifty dollar oh patron God. right now. My okay. internet is very slow because you know all of this stuff on my my poor laptop. It's it's the workhorse. It really is. It's doing all this job. I just want to tell you. That's what your Patreon is for. Is getting lap uh, a new laptop for fucking love. Hell yeah. Well, my mm-hmm. computer right now it's in repairs. Uh, so here we go. Hold on. Let me take a look at the tiers. Yeah, mango's uh, what way is the better. Tiers? Okay. 
uh hold on what is that song it's the one with the Giorgio Giovanna it's the last the last uh Jojo anime that was made so far anyway whatever I'll, oh, I'll tell you that later for um for for golden for the golden one for golden yeah there was whatever. a song called Requiem. something something crusaders at the end of it I can't remember love Okay, I'll tell you later. Anyway, here is what you get. Here oh, I know. Here this is, is really what, what the stream get. is. Here is Jesus what you get. Christ. Here is what you get. Here is what you get for fifty dollars membership. Okay, so Geo. Speaking of Geo Giovanna, Geo is going to draw. Wait, before you get all yeah, the paint. previous tiers at the fifty dollars, you will get a print. You will get a magnet. You will get a custom yes. magnet that is designed by Lev's 50, father. That's right. Made by him. Members. Get a custom magnet, very beautiful, all the other stuff. And by the way, those two magnets, that's recurring. Every single year, you're going to get them again and again and again, so long as you stay a member. And Geo, can you tell me a little bit about what we're looking at here in the uh, in the chat window? So you will also get at the $50 tier, one of my quick painting uh, Bob Ross studies that I do, where I, I modified his technique for acrylic. And basically, when I used to pump these out, I used to get them down to, I think, I believe 10 minutes. I could do one in 10 minutes. So you get wow. one of the Bob Ross sketch series prints, uh, painting. Sorry. So you'll get awesome. my print and a painting. So there you go. Easy. And they're, go. yeah, and they're easy for minutes. me to reprint, like to make again, because I, I've got it down to like about 10 to 15 minutes for one. So no. not to cheapen their value, of course, but you know, that's the Bob Ross way, that man. makes them more valuable because it's so, so impressive. The technique. You know, well, I had to, I had to like basically retcon a lot of his techniques for uh, acrylic, but yeah, basically you'll get one of them and you'll get one of my prints and you'll get two magnets, uh, one custom and one uh, existing at the $30 tier. So I don't know. We've showed enough love. I feel we've, uh, we're shameless in this regard. I feel dirty Absolutely. right now. I feel like I have to take a shower. After so shower. Was, these are powerful promos. These are powerful promos. <laughs> I have Absolutely. to tell people to subscribe. These are Ric Flair-esque promos right now. <laughs> we got to hit Nature oh, Boy level. here we go. Here we go. Now I remember what it is. I forgot about it, and now I remember. Modern <laughs> Crusaders. That's what the $50 tier is called. Modern Crusaders. That was the end song of uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind. It is such an incredible song. I recommend everybody, after watching this stream, look up Modern Crusaders, and I'll tell you who it's by. So the song Modern Crusaders is by... Uh, Enigma. I don't know if you guys heard about that band, Enigma. Oh yeah, that was, was... the the new age uh, lounge band. While you're at it, yeah, oh. the trancey stuff from Vios. the '90s. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, while you're at it, look up more Chiba. Uh, I, I can't Gio, see. Is... I... I can't First listen all, to that music. I get terminally nostalgic, and it just yeah, makes me man. sad. Gio, this so. is why you must you must indulge because. It, it, oh, is Jojo is... the one where like the meme of like the guy walking like the really weird yes. angle? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my god! Yes. Not it's, that. it's pure no. Kino. It's pure Kino. Oh it's literally god. pro wrestling. It's like <laughs> yes. it's like. It, it, all right, I'm sold. It was, it was written by a Westaboo. It was written by a Japanese <laughs> guy who's obsessed with the West. So yes. everything is named after classic rock bands it's fucking ridiculous it's it's like oh dude it's, it's just a, that is it's actually the that's exactly it's what it is it's a, yeah. it's basically a Westboro. i did not i never even heard that you probably made that term up but either way no i saw that that's, a, a, that's a old chan term he's a west oh, okay. yeah. is, is yukio mishima sense. kind of like a west because <laughs> no, he, no he's, he's not he's no he's not i know but he was he was intensely japanese but yukio mishima yukio mishima is the is the japanese no but literally in terms of literature he was influenced by Baudelaire Kaczynski. and by 
Um, no, he's other, Kaczynski for the Jap- for Japan. Japanese national. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. used to have small, Japan's Kaczynski's. No, so I mean, he's not a Westaboo, but he was yeah. deeply influenced by a lot of yeah. Western literature. Yes. Yeah. He not to make him small, a Westaboo, but... Yeah. He also had small legs, so he wanted people to take pictures of him, like, from below, so that it would look like <laughs> his legs are bigger. Oh, wow. Lev well, just, it's because... Lev didn't just he... throwing out his secrets like that. Well, he missed <laughs> the draft because <laughs> the doctor thought that he had tuberculosis, so he didn't get to fight in World War II, and that was, like, a very big like blow that's why he became obsessed with physical fitness and strength yeah but thank god because he wouldn't have written he would have just died yeah i know especially <laughs> that's no especially around 43 44 yeah you they were grinder. the japanese that's the nature of the samurai basically the nature of the samurai is that oh my god i really want to die in a war yeah but no, I it, didn't. It's based in no, and, and then they kill themselves samurai. about it yeah. no. well, because their whole thing and i have the way of the samurai in front of me right now it's that to die in with honor to not die in i day. know i've read it but it's yeah. like it's weird because it's just they never i don't think that's weird i think that's no 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 i don't think it's weird i'm saying ones that want to die in wars never do they're always like writing and the ones we know well no all the ones that die in wars really really want to die in a war no but to tie this conversation to tie this into what you want but you'll get what you need you can't get what you want but you get what you need (laughs) (laughs) no but to tie this um, (laughs) no war see war and drugs has also always been involved because the Japanese yes. were on amphetamines yes, and, were. you know, the Germans were on amphetamines, but also mm-hmm. historically, a lot of the Germanic tribes, if I recall, were taking certain psychoactive substances when they were like charging their way through the Roman capital, which by the way, wasn't actually real. It was just a 19th century academic painting fantasy. They didn't actually charge through no, Rome. They, invade, the way they that... invaded Rome. They did invade Rome. Yeah, the they sack, did invade they, Rome, but it wasn't Rome, the way Rome that was they... sacked. And that became yeah. like the, the Rome after the sacking is a completely different place. They were like right, so right. butthurt about being sacked that they just like they, they, they peaced just, out. They, yeah, they just genocided in Minecraft all those people really, really hard. No, but even the various the various tribes of the, the, the Nords and the Danes, they were Yeah, there's the whole berserkers drugs. and yeah. there's the yeah. idea of the berserkers who took the took the mushrooms and stuff. I'm gonna need like a muscaria mushroom. Yeah, that, but that we were talking but about the Scythians before. Isn't it crazy though how the American war machine is built upon the wasp well was nowadays it's like entirely colonized by politics? but the american war machine was built upon the wasp sort of identity of like work hard and protestant work ethic and it was really one of the only armies in history that fought without the use of drugs until the vietnam war yeah i was gonna say say, well i know but even world war ii there were some level of drug taking but not to the extent of well, yeah. the Germans and the Japanese, because the Germans and Japanese, they had a different. It, it wasn't prescribed sort of by, the, by, the, than... by the by the army itself. Like it, the the Germans yeah. were using that. It as wasn't a strategy. handed out with the rations. Exactly. Exactly. Right. exactly. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. part of the strat. Like the, if if some. But of like, the don't get it twisted. Drugs. Americans, like ninety percent of the American freaking militaries on drugs or stuff. Oh, no, yeah. 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 Just just Post like the Vietnam, Canadian military. It's just, the yeah. same especially thing. now. Yeah. That's the. But then Vietnam was really the shelling point. The the drug association with culture is very very understated, and this is a thing we forget because of our super liberal we're like this liberalism post capitalist blah 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 dystopia, but we forget there there is a, a dramatic effect on culture. Uh, with based on the drugs that people consume on like on, in aggregate, and yeah. we're gonna continue down the Reddit marvelization of 
of society if we start the nerd wazi is taking drugs now everyone's gonna start smoking (laughs) weed 420 blaze it and our trees and they're gonna turn lame and rut it we've already done it but we're gonna get even worse the nerd wazi is taking over this is the beauty though this is the beauty and this is what we've learned okay reddit is ultimately their own enemy because what they do is they redditify things so hard that they they (laughs) they turn back around and become like it's like how uh, now it's like the counterculture is like being an upstanding citizen and having a family and like just being <laughs> yes right like that's the counterculture. It's the same idea. Like you, they they buy in so fucking hard and they just like like it's a goon cave. They they goon cave <laughs> weed. They goon cave everything. They, they cannot not goon. Reddit, they are goons. Reddit they have to have artisanal vape pens. This is yes, what was they lost. Have to, they have to accelerationism. Goon it. Nick Land was wrong. Like something they have to goon it. Nick Land was wrong. Nick Land was wrong. Acceleration. I will defend. Acceleration is Because Reddit. you have a One Piece poster behind you, so you're you're. Oh yeah, no, I was going to comment on that. Yeah, your family. Oh, you may woe, Kakeyasu. By the way, I'm reading that JoJo was inspired by a Gogan painting. Um, that and pulp, old pulp. Um, oh my uh, fantasy, fantasy. Yeah, I have to watch jo- JoJo's. Yeah, you have to. And uh, you'd love. You'd actually really it's like the, it, Gio. Yeah, it's, if you read it's it, because like a lot of my favorite painters were West, were basically weeaboos of their day. Like uh, you should read it because like the first Go bad guy is a vampire. Yeah, yeah. He's like an old it. school vampire, but it's but it's it's distinctly Japanese. Like it mm-hmm. is still. So Jap- it's like the no theater type of. You'll love uh, it because you you like Japanese wrestling. You you already uh, like Japan. You just yeah. haven't taken the plunge into the their anime. Pill. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't the taken the plunge pill. into the and and JoJo is the ultimate like uh like a uh, uh, way in for people like you. But uh, anyway, I digress. We were talking about uh, uh war, the use of war. Uh, I think we were war, talking right? about drugs. Yeah. There we go. Yes, the the use of drugs in war, and I, I have to say, I used to box. I used to kickbox. Um, I haven't done that in a, in a while, just out of circumstances of life. But when I when I was doing all this stuff, uh, first of all, cannabis in this context is literally steroids. It's not fair, dude. If you're high and you're boxing with somebody, and they're at the same skill level as you, you are gonna piece them up. It's ridiculous. Your ability to to anticipate strikes, your spacing, you, everything you be, it's everything so much more tactile and sensual. So all of a sudden, as long as like, you can resist eating a burger halfway through, you know you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so maybe you have time, dil- you have time, di- you have time dilation. So time. Dilation yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you, you get a little zawadado effect. Like you, you can, yes. you know, you know what they're gonna do. You can, you can read, you can read intention movement so much easier because like you can also take cordyceps mushrooms which have no psychedelic effect and aren't drugs whatsoever that'll increase your cardio by 25 percent almost also except that shout out to cordyceps mushrooms exactly exactly so all of these things they have application all across human society well that, that was like, like uh that was like rvd and sabu they were taking they're blazing it through the ecw days like oh my God, i guarantee course. you sabu was high when he ripped his bicep off the barbed wire Dude, that is the dangerous, I've ever uh, seen. but isn't that dangerous in japan though to have drugs because they yeah have yeah, 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 yeah. And because they'll they will kill you yeah they'll kill asian you. countries <laughs> don't play they just they'll like singapore you <laughs> yeah, can you get yeah. amphetamines like over the counter in a lot of these countries 
Yeah, you can get. Yeah, they used to get them from Pet yeah, or at the yeah, yeah. corner yeah. vendor who just like sells them in lollipop yes. shaped like devices. Yeah, yeah you know. But like, excuse uh, me, that marijuana is extremely illegal. But right this way to our uh, lolly manga fucking. Oh, and the and the used panty machine is over there. It's like they have those. Yeah, they have those. Yeah. I have one of those. Common in that. You're making it sound like they're on every street corner. But like I, I, I'm, obviously, <laughs> I'm obviously exaggerating. It's obviously yeah. you know, for comedic There was that recent post of the gummy bears. I think you know oh, the one that I'm God. talking oh, about. So gummy, so, the gamer girl piss gummy bears? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would those, would those be able to replace the used panties? Eat a couple of those. Run into battle, take over the whole fucking world. Yeah, we were talking about we, we were talking about those with the, with the reindeer, the reindeer Amanita Mascaria reindeer piss. Yeah. So we just have to feed the, 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 the gamer girls mushrooms. Yeah, they drink their we're piss. Just we just created a new market right here. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's like it's all the worst of parts of our set into like a fucking thing. Like, why do you want these fucking pissed gummy bears? What the fuck is wrong with people? People are people are demented. Gummy bears. Mm, Come on, man. We could we, we could just we oh, just gotta just... jump on this now and start Patreon and just get all over it. All right. <laughs> oh, right. We gotta do it like yeah, now. I'm not selling oh, my used amazing. underwear on for Patreon. By the way, this conversation is ten times more wicked because I'm listening to PCA Studio set right now. So it's everything's go flow in a good direction so nice good to know <laughs> geo we're gonna make a weeboo out of you by oh the end no of god no please and who knows I, maybe honestly, we're gonna... I, if someone can make a, if someone before... can make an anime avatar of my painting that is my profile picture then I'll... i can probably do that uh, yeah, you wearing a. Yeah, you shouldn't have said fucking... that, Gio. <laughs> it's the... so easy for someone to make that the happen. The dressing gown, <laughs> the Japanese dressing gown. What's that fucking called? Kimono. Kimono. Yeah. Oh my god. That would be sick. Have like a Yokozuna outfit. That'll be. A painting kimono. That sounds nice. Daimyo Gio sama. Yes. I'll be like Tenru. I'll just come in like just. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> just drop. Well, I was bad with, with fucking like li listening to JoJo music and working out, but you guys are clearly more far gone than I am. No, you and you oh, need to I'm, get I'm very far gone. I work to... out to anime music like every single day. Yeah, yeah. I have an anime yeah. playlist. So what are you? What are you trying to say, bro? Are you trying to say anime yeah, gives you like the advantage here? Like, yeah, I do. It does give me autism. I am. I am. Dave, what's your favorite anime? I do. I. Uh, all if of it's them. One Piece, then it's definitely in the house. Honestly, it's. Uh, <laughs> I haven't even watched it. I can't even say you. like a. I can't say like a series, but like Spirited Away is my favorite like anime. I Very respect beautiful. that. Okay, yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, yeah, I watched Studio Ghibli Sandman. with my parents. They they actually liked it. I can't. Yeah, remember. you can you can read Bill Normie's. <laughs> I actually had this conversation either. yesterday where I said I thought that watching anime was normal because the year that Spirited Away came out, the Pokemon movie also came out. And oh, it won the Oscar. Uh, Spirit Away won the best foreign film Oscar. So I thought it was normal. I when was are like, we going to have a Sonic I was thinking about this the other night, you? too, because I grew up watching Sailor Moon and just realized mm -hmm. it was anime like yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dra there's Dragon some Ball series that have transcended. Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, and Sailor Moon have Yeah, when are we going to have a Sonic movie? Okay, so guys, here's what's going down with Chris Chan, Sonic all that stuff. So Gino Samuel, who is the guy behind the Chris Chan documentary, he's going to be coming in February. We just Oh, 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 amazing! 
Maybe I get to talk about my Freudian theory of Chris Chan with him. Exactly, exactly. And by the way, I want to go to Dave Jack. So, uh, Dave, I really would love for you to talk more about your story. What exactly was going on with the Blastoma? What's going on right now? And how you've been kind of battling battling the establishment. How far do you want me to go back, man? (laughs) Well, <laughs> since you got it, so because I don't know uh, so, if anybody here knows uh, what exactly happened, especially so, for all the newcomers. I uh, just beat um, my fourth stage four diagnosis of brain cancer. That's uh, it, it's all all four times. Um, now it's gone into my lymph nodes. Oh, oh shit! Fuck. Jesus. So like that's the designation of stage four is like it goes from. Uh, one part of your body to another part of your body. Yeah. So um, my first one was actually on my pituitary gland when I was a kid. Uh, like, I know, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm six, seven. And uh, I've been, I was like six foot two by the time I was 11. And my entire family is like a bunch of fucking midgets, like five, eight to five, nine is like the tallest person in my family. And then there's me. And it's like, yeah. So I ended up getting diagnosed with brain cancer for the first time when I was 13. And my dad was already a grower um, illegally. My grandfather was a grower. My brother was a grower. And they all knew about the benefits of cannabis. So my dad started treating me with edibles. And, like, this is years after I had already smoked cannabis. So, like, I'm not a, a advocate of child use of cannabis. But, like, I do have a myriad of uh, mental conditions that have just, like, recently been controlled by prescriptions. So, like, where cannabis didn't become a needed thing for me. Um, so when I started cannabis, I was five, (laughs) uh, just stealing, stealing like half joints out of my dad's ashtray and just go and smoke them and fucking like level out and then be able to like focus on my schoolwork (laughs) as fucking weird as it sounds, being able to like actually get my homework done. Um, from there, I was getting treated by my dad with these edibles, uh, because like I've seen, uh, and he's seen what the traditional cannabis or traditional cancer treatments have done to people. My mom, for example, has gone through all the traditional cancer treatments and she ended up dying after 14 years of radiation and chemo and fucking radiation and chemo and surgeries and fucking everything else removed that can be removed from a fucking human body before you're just hooked up to machines. It's uh, so he didn't want me to go that route. I ended up eating cannabis, got cured that time. The next time I was 16, uh, it was a random fluke. Um, I've been getting migraines my whole life where like half my body goes numb, like a line dead center of my body. Um, oh. My face droops. I can't like talk coherently. I can't walk. Like it's like I have a fucking stroke. And the side that went numb completely changed, like just randomly. Like, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I went in, got looked out, had two tumors. Stage four, there's another tumor starting on my fucking lymph node all right, fuck it, let's go. And I'm just doing like, this is before I know any of the science behind any of it, right? So all I'm doing is getting as much variance and strains as I can. I'm boiling the shit out of it, adding coconut oil to the boiling water after about like 20 minutes of boiling it out, just like you'd make like blood butter. And then I would cool it down in the fridge, pull up the coconut oil and then eat that like a motherfucker. And that's the way I've treated myself the first three times, actually. And then this fourth time I've been doing, uh, since I've been in the industry, um, like I got in the industry by sheer fluke and passion for patients. Um, I'm really good at what I do. I'm really passionate about what I do and whatever the fuck I care about 
that's what's going to fucking happen, it doesn't matter. And when people are coming into the industry and trying to take the license out from my, my patients that I'm taking care of, because before I got into the commercial industry, I had 191 patients that I was personally responsible for. I went and set up their grows, each patient's grows individually for them. Patients with MS, I had switched boards and shit so they could flip on and off uh, switches to like empty the reservoirs and fill them back up and automatic nutrient dosing systems that I was making out of old fucking uh, equipment from like hospitals and shit, like the pumps for IVs and stuff. And just like jerry-rigging everything to make people's lives easier, like patients' lives easier. And then these people come in and they're like, fuck it. Um, we're going to take all their licenses. And you don't know what you're doing. Your patients don't know what you're doing. We know what we're doing. We have all this money. We wear suits. Fuck you guys. It's essentially how it went. Uh, I went into the open house, ripped apart their master grower because they had a eight-week grow schedule, <laughs> like from grow to like start to finish. Um, and then uh, walked out the door after... This little dude in a suit comes up to me because I'm freaking out at their master grower and the one CEO, his name's Chuck Rafiki, freaking out at them like, what the fuck is this type of shit? This little guy in a suit comes up and he's like, oh, I was thinking about investing a bunch of money in this place. I'm like, fuck that. I took out his cloth handkerchief out of his pocket. I used to have a Sharpie around my neck on my lanyard with my keys for my Honda and then fucking wrote for a good time called Dave and my number on his like silk handkerchief and crammed it back in his fucking suit. <laughs> Before I got home, which was like almost an hour away, I got a call. Hey, let's do lunch. I'm like, fuck you. I'll see you for breakfast tomorrow. I'm almost home. I fucking go out, go meet him where he wanted to meet me for breakfast. And fucking, he's like, so I lied to you. And I'm like, what the fuck about? And he's like, I, I'm actually the owner of the place. I'm Bruce Linton. And that's the founder of Tweed and Canopy Growth Corp. Canopy Growth Corp's built off the back of Tweed, which is also built off the back of me. And I kind of got fucked in a plethora of ways through that company but it is what it is i'm showing them what's up now having intellectual property rights for your grow rooms is kind of fun <laughs> um, yeah so um then go midway through that first contract with tweed bang zoom third third cancer comes in and i'm like fuck so i'm doing distillates and isolates i i essentially have unlimited capital like i'm used to doing budget grows like setting up fucking grows for people under wholesale licenses that I have for all these companies that allow me to buy wholesale off of them so I could get fucking grow tents for like 60 bucks and then put them in the house and charge them 60 bucks you know what I mean and so I'm not making a dime fuck I just tracked ah where was I going Lev so uh you were talking about well what uh, I sorry. wanted to find out was about the uh doctors who were telling you that no you have this amount of time to live and all that oh yeah that. that's that's been all all four all four of them i've been told six months um this last time i went um and i got this i was in this immunotherapy trial that got fucked by covid um i was like six weeks into this trial and the trial was supposed to be a six-month trial and uh my oncologist who was heading up the trial asked me not to do my cannabis medications and um the trial got canceled um the immunotherapy didn't kick in and my brain cancer had progressed exponentially um like to the extent of from the time that i left ontario till the time i got home in bc um 
they 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 told me because uh, I had an MRI when I left, like two days before I left, and I had one when I got to BC that my cancer had grown 25% of the overall size. And that was a three-day trip. It was a three-day fucking trip. So in five days total, my cancer had grown 20%. And I'm like, see, fuck. <laughs> I'm see, like, so you're, you're in a position, I take it, where it's like you're constantly battling against this dragon cancer with the yeah. knights of your your assembly of cannabis nights and mm-hmm. uh do you think that every time like do you need more and more every time or is it pretty level where you could say okay now i need to do this exact same amount and it's gonna go well, back to uh the variance right now is more like the oh that's where i was going with it the clinical distillation and isolates and shit like that of it because i didn't know any of that shit before getting engrossed into the the large legal communities and shit mainly because the equipment to do a lot of this shit's like hundreds of thousands of fucking dollars and i'm like yeah no thanks i'll stick to my dabs i got my free cirque i'm good um so this last time uh as we were talking about earlier uh my dosing uh well i'm up to about close to a hundred thousand milligrams across the spectrum like thc cbd cbn and cbg and that's daily um oh my god that's like that's daily that's ten thousand milligrams minimum of thc a day and everything else is in cbn cbd and cbg um i have vape juices i have dabs that are crazy fucking high with cbd distillates i got fucking edibles left and right there hasn't been a meal in the last fucking like six weeks that i haven't fucking eaten that has like i don't know enough everything to kill a horse or five but it's the downside is, is that you guys have seen me smoke cannons this entire fucking stream and I don't get buzzed, but it does help with my anxiety still. So eh, perks, right? Fuck. Like it's. And, um, and cancer runs in your family, you said? Well, my mom got cancer from, uh, I don't know if you know the company Dealcraft out of like Kitchener, Waterloo. They used to make all the fucking cherry furniture and shit. Well, she oh, worked yeah. in the, she worked in the veneer section with the ammonia oh, glue with yeah. no ventilation oh, or mass yeah. or anything. So all her cancer is attributed to ammonia and the glues. Oh, yeah. Man. So like, and for me, I think it's just an anomaly, but it's, it's just been like, let's said a constant fucking battle with the dragon. It's mm-hmm. just like every time I fucking stop treating myself like even for like i I did a three-month fucking in the bucket because they wouldn't give me bail because of previous things (laughs) um but i didn't do shit they kicked in my legal medical grow my licensed legal medical grow that was under plants i had under quantities i didn't have any distillates or isolates any extraction equipment on site nothing and they just came in kicked in my plants and put me in the bucket for three months and that's what activated the third batch of cancer. It's actually what got me heavily involved in, like, what the fuck are these assholes trying to do now? You guys are trying to kick in my legal grow? Like, what? I'm going about this legally and you guys are still fucking around? Like, come on. I've never had black mold in my life. I've never had spider mites in my life. <sighs> or powdery mildew. What the fuck? Well, like, just... The day of the rake? The day of the rake cannot come soon enough. <laughs> Don't say. they say uh. that... Um... Childhood cancers, they they have a better recovery or well a terrible recovery, but it just I don't know I guess maybe in the brain unfortunate... region it's a better recovery like it's mm. a way like right now mm. like my typing my memory like I space cadet it there really hard like in the middle of talking I will just 
and just but it's are, gone. But are you, are you undergoing any sort of surgery or chemo or nothing? Or... Fuck no. I ain't ever oh, going to really? do that shit. That shit can go hoop a million dicks on stage in front of its fucking mother. I'm never going to touch any of that shit, man. I watched my mom get addicted to pain pills, every fucking type, from fucking Oxycontin to morphine state. Like, mm. all of it, bro. All of it is just terrible. Just because she wanted to try and kill something inside of her before it killed her and then ended mm. up having to have three quarters of her fucking body removed anyways like come Fuck. on man like when you sit there and watch your mom pissing and shitting out of a bag attached to their side that's the moment where you're like yeah this shit's fucked up like like her moment has come and passed and she said as much for like the last like five years she's like i i don't want to be here anymore and like when the quality of life deteriorates to that fucking level i'm not saying chemo and radiation doesn't have its purpose but right now in the like every time i've gotten it it's been in my frontal lobe and somewhere around my spinal cord first like the base of my brain stem for some reason it makes surgery um, very difficult in those well it's not it's not only just that radiation and chemo will fucking in irreversibly change who the fuck i am like i could walk into a treatment one person and walk out not knowing who the fuck I am, not knowing how the fuck to speak, not knowing how the fuck to walk or talk or who my friends are or who I love or what makes me so fired and passionate in this fucking world. And to lose any of that, I would rather die right fucking now than fucking lose that mm. ever. Like, period. What kind of life is it if you don't know who the fuck you are? And that's mm. what the whole memory is based upon, like, identity and stuff. Like, even just a small part of yourself, like, brain-wise, just, like, you fuck with the brain like don't do fucking brain surgery just generally just well i'm i'm already manic enough like you know like i just like i'm pretty <laughs> amped up human being and shit oh yeah so like no, let's not fuck with the pe part of the brain that allows me to put a crap exactly. on that little devil you know exactly. what i mean like fucking but i can put that next, into I a grow room i can't imagine I'm being in that situation i'm very sorry man I'm, I, oh yeah. fuck dude it's all good don't feel sorry for me this is the point of this conversation like there's a whole subsect of people that are like all this shit should be fucking illegal and i'm like yeah fuck you like you're a piece of shit yeah, there's people, people who are... don't know most of the time it, exactly all, all i have to, I, all I have to say it's either fucking you're a piece of shit or you just don't know like those there people are people just who are to... suffering on a level that you literally cannot imagine mm -hmm. and these are kinds of things that yeah, maybe they may not be the best thing for everybody, but then don't fucking do it. That's you, dude. That's, when they're I watch, there for people, and like this is exactly the point, man. Uh, this, this is this is when powerful. I watch when I watch little girls, like a, a specifically one little girl. You guys may know the story or not. I'm not about to blast it. Um, when I watch a little girl who I helped develop a strain for, specifically who was having upwards of 100 seizures a day go from the first time I meet her, giving her some of my own personal gummy bears to having no seizures for the rest of that fucking day. And then her parents like begging me to whatever it takes, we'll sell our house, whatever, whatever. And then I send them a fucking garbage bag full of gummies. You know what I mean? And I don't want a fucking dime. I didn't want a dime. And yeah. like, she's now in school. She now has friends. She now go like, and then people want to go in and like, Oh, well, this person's a fucking stoner or whatever, whatever. Well, you should be fucking lucky that he didn't find heroin. 
or didn't find hookers or didn't find gambling. It's like, come on, man. Those people are fucking waste. Those people right. are going to be waste. It doesn't fucking matter. If you lose your passion to fucking live, then you've lost your passion to fucking live. If you lose your drive to move forward, then you've lost your fucking drive. It has nothing to do with cannabis. Nothing. I've been smoking weed longer than a lot of people on the stream or who watch this stream have probably been fucking alive. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like it's been almost 30 years. I've been smoking weed like every fucking day, even when I was in the bin every day. <laughs> Especially Come when on. you were in the bin. Hmm. Yo, man. Fuck, man. Oh, you got you got to a way different level than a lot of other people did, including and, Lee Sayad. I, I think Lee, Lee got to a close level. Do you think you have the record, by the way, of the amount of THC that any human being has taken? Or is I that... have I have by far the record for the biggest back to back dabs, which is two grams, two two gram dabs back to back. Like Holy on shit. the exhale, How are you still inhaling another fucking bag. So, so, so oh, I, 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 so I, I like fuck. Like I have ADHD. I don't know if any of you can tell. Um, so like my whole life, not really having much supervision, I've done various things. So like I have machines and shit in my shop and whatever. So I turned a titanium nail, um, that was like this big and used like an induction coil for like machining and stuff, to go around it. And uh, the the whole mass, like it stayed at like six hundred and seventy ish degrees for i don't know an hour after it was fucking shut off it was so hot just blasted that bitch and then um that was for a dab rig from Redbeard uh glass actually <laughs> do, do you have that. a do you have dreams or uh like what is the dream department like uh my dreams have been gone since before i even remember having them in but like again like i uh, probably more circumstance of like growing up in the hood and like having a you know survive so what is like Hold on with the dream department. So you don't have like anything. Is it like blank or is it just like very, very, no, very basic? I don't think he means like it's, legitimate. No, nah, it's like it's like... it's like there's none. Or do you mean like 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 do you remember anything? Do you remember sleeping dreams? Yeah. I thought you were talking aspirations. No, like no, no, like sleeping dreams. I don't. Yeah, literally fucking... sleeping yeah, dreams. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't have dreams last week. If you smoke enough weed, so you and if you smoke enough weed for long enough, you it, uh, you you don't stop dreaming. By the way, That's... you don't stop dreaming. That's what everybody. Yeah, you just don't. Who, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just don't remember. Oh, no, that at all. But it's like really, it's like a so. void, dude. It's like a void. You don't like. It's like you didn't you didn't dream, bro. There was nothing. When there. I but fuck with some new, when you. I fuck with some nootropics and shit, I can remember them. But no, like I've gone into sleep studies and shit, and they're telling me that like I don't reach a REM sleep. It's one of the mal formations in my brain like i get like three to four hours a night if i'm lucky and those three to four hours i probably roll around 50 mm. to 60 times so and i oh, wake okay. up and i'm oh, like okay. all right well i'm up let's go fucking bam yeah well, that's you that's you versus probably gonna die you know like before with like some kind of like brain thing due to like lack of sleep and cancer at this point like mm -hmm. do you think so probably well, not like i i, I don't I don't have any of the symptoms of exhaustion. Like I just actually mm. fucking as this podcast was going on, got the results of like four days of fucking blood work that I've done. And um, yeah, they're saying that all my levels are fucking low with the exception of one that is indicative of extraneous exercise or some shit. And I'm like, I was fucking hiking up and down the mountains with my dogs. So that's probably that. So it is what it is. Like, uh, I don't yeah, really care. It kind of, 
I noticed irritability after lack of sleep, and that's about the gist of it. But like, they, no matter how much weed you, I do or anything, it doesn't do shit. You said that you've done like 14 grams of mushrooms, so I assume you've yeah, already oh, spoke, yeah. I assume Dude, you've like, already spoken to God. How how do you feel about the uh, the temporal nature of your existence? Or has it has it made you prepared for this? Mushrooms have never made me speak to God. The most hallucinogenic off mushrooms I've ever gotten. Uh, well, well, laughing so hard, tears are streaming down my face and my abs hurt. Uh, every time I blinked, my girlfriend at the time's hair would change color. And that was the <laughs> most but you hallucinogenic got no aliens? I've I've, I've she never knows? had any. You got no aliens on films with, with no, that much. Most 14 visuals I've ever I got seen aliens. Like aliens are watching part a strawberry experience. So, so the only like so the uh, fucking this is another life altering experience i had from another drug uh dmt uh oh, particularly yes. ayahuasca um after my mom died i kind of went a little fucking ham and um just became someone that uh i wasn't proud to be and someone who my friends didn't want to be around anymore and uh my, yeah, one of my I don't best really friends. blame you at all, to be no, honest. One of my, one stuff of... that's going on. You know? Ah, whatever, bro. Fuck, that's like that's a, this much. Trust me. If you ever get into a me and Lev podcast sometime, fucking that'll be a three-hour podcast just for the intro. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so my my uh, boy Jay Hoots uh, used to ride mountain bikes with me. Um, came and he's like, "Yo, we're going on a trip." I'm like, I fuck it. I always got to go bag because like I was riding mountain bikes for a living. So I just got a backpack and we fucking hopped the plane and uh, we're down in fucking Brazil. Um, he's like, I want you to try this. And I'm like, I right, whatever. Didn't fucking prepare whatsoever. Didn't fast whatsoever. Uh, fucking didn't purge whatsoever, which apparently is like super rare. Um, but came into contact with the closest thing that I've ever come into contact with that you could call God. I think Rogan says it the best. It's a geometric pattern of love and understanding. Like it just like tells you what you need to hear. And it told me I'd rather be remembered for the hugs that I give than the hatred in my heart. Love it. And it mm. changed my entire fucking existence. I fucking bawled my eyes out for like three days, realizing how much of a fucking shit heel I'd been to the people that had stayed strong and true to me. I got back fucking home. I went and bought the school an entire fucking computer lab. I dumped my entire year's fucking salary into the fucking local school. Fucking like just said, fuck it, let's go. Next generation's our generation. Let's do it. And um, yeah, it felt good doing it. And my whole life has kind of just been changed since. Um, even the fact of going to the bin, whatever, whatever, like that's after that journey. So it's been a pretty adventurous life to say the least um, do do you think that because of that experience do you do you still fear death i've never feared death okay. ever um I mean, especially when the fucking doctors are like telling you surely you cannot fear death or when someone's telling you you're gonna die in six weeks, you know doctors are idiots. it's it's kind of like yeah. fucking like i've done what the fuck i've wanted to do since like the age of like seven or eight you know what i mean like i've done what the fuck i want to do like period it didn't matter what the fuck happened. I did what I wanted to do. Like, it, it's I, just I, I love your accent. Whether, by the whether, way. Whether, I don't know yeah, yeah I'm noticing it. <laughs> whether it's like hustling to like chocolate bars that I jacked out of the fucking corner store to like pay rent for my mom who didn't know how the fuck the money was coming into her purse. <laughs> like, shit that me and my brother did. Like, I had an older brother and fucking we fucked shit up, man. Like, we just, yeah, just 
life is adventurous, man. And um, I just want to be good in it now. It's like, it's been like that for a minute. Like uh, I, I'm a licensed mechanic. There hasn't been a car at the side of the road that I haven't stopped for in like eight years. <laughs> like no jokes. I have an entire toolkit. To be my fair though, you're, you're so tall. It's you hilarious. could probably kick their ass. To be fair, you're mm. tall enough that you could just like smash them if they try something. But I'm also the type of guy that before I'd ever want to punch him in the face, I'd want to give him a hug. <laughs> Wait, well, you so you can whole, hold on a you second. Can give them like, the, like how? So you're t- so you're really tall, right? Really yeah. tall. Yeah. Have you heard of that thing where like the giants have that tumor on a part of their brain? Yeah, that, that, that was the first. That was the first brain tumor I had. They have done studies where taller people, like abnormally taller people, do have susceptibilities to certain cancers. But that's kind of like late. Manless rise up. Manless rise up. My opinion. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it's Manless incredibly hard. Tumors. Like to me, I think it's hard to correlate um, certain like. Apart from like exposure to chemicals, certain like lifestyle factors to like your tendency towards can- I don't know. I think there's a lot of a genetic basis to cancer, but I don't know. There's people that say that a lot of it's is environmental, but I mean, certainly uh, certain things are environmental. Obviously, when it comes to well, cancer, can- but, uh, can- cancer is just like the mitochondrial DNA changing. It, it, yeah, it's not yeah. even a much of a change. Like it's literally one fucking allele will have uh, uh, one sort of like on a one chain of the DNA chain that just codes it to stop uh like it, the original coding is to tell it to stop growing like you've reached right. the right size yeah, it's, every um, but like a cancer overview, cell yeah. is the exact same as all the cells around it it just has that one little tweak in the mitochondrial mm-hmm. dna that doesn't tell it to shut the fuck off and, and how does the cannabis work regarding it how does it stop the cancer from <sighs> developing so like that's some that's a whole topic for like someone way more fucking qualified than myself, man. Like that, like how does it do it? I don't fucking know. It's like a cannabinol cannabidiol relationship. Like the cannabidiol system is help. What, what, or the, but does it kill the cancer cells? What exactly does it do to them? It doesn't kill them so much as like makes them more. Um, it, it would be like putting a cell to sleep that's not supposed to be asleep so all the other cells around it can see that it what it for what it is it 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 boosts your immune system into detecting it is the way that it's been explained to me but like again i come from the hood i grow weed for a living i don't Mm -hmm. grow fucking vegetables i don't grow flowers i grow fucking weed i try to teach botanists how to grow weed and it's fucking infuriating to me it's like how the fuck do you teach a motherfucker to touch a plant leaf and tell him this is what it feels like to me when it needs this. And it's like, mm. so, so you'd yeah. say that your hands have developed a sensitivity over time that you <clears throat> can just touch a plant and instantly tell. It's like almost, a... it's like an intuition. It's like, I, it's very much like an intuition. I can be driving down fucking the road and out here there's like hemp fields and shit. I called the fucking hemp farmer two days before he was about to lose his entire crop to botrytis two days i'm like dude you fucking got botrytis on the lower branches of your fucking shit i smell it driving down the fucking highway deal with it if you don't fucking deal with it you're gonna lose everything and i know you're making fucking cbd and shit with it do something and i didn't get a response back whatever whatever i fucking call the next day that time i actually got to talk to a person like oh you're the person i called yesterday hold on and then transfer me to their fucking research department i'm like pull the crop now and they're like how the fuck did you know I'm like, I smelt it driving down the highway, oh. smoking a joint. I smelt the botrytis in the fucking plants. And it's like, 
you guys would have lost your entire crop in another two days. Yeah, you like, can't teach this shit. shit. You can't teach this shit. This is like trying to get Jimi Hendrix to teach you how he plays. See the weed whisper. My oldest—he's a natural. He's—he's my oldest memory. My oldest memory is I was like three, two and a half, three years old. I'm sitting on my dad's lap with a bud and a pair of Crayola scissors, trimming a bud, and then giving it to him to put on the barbecue because I wasn't high enough to put it on the barbecue shelf thing so his buddy could hang it up on the lines in the backyard. So, like, that's my oldest memory. Like, I've grown up in this industry. Like, I've grown up with weed. My brother's known for strains. I got 14 high times cups. I got fucking tons and tons of other accolades through various different local conventions and shit i had a podcast called everyday cannabis like it's just and and that what got you to a lee syed uh lee syed actually it was so i've known joey since like back when he was actually allowed in canada because joey (laughs) the owner of the underground cafe in serrano is another friend of mine her and her Wait, just so okay. everybody knows who we're talking about here we're talking about joey coco diaz yeah so like through him cocksucker yeah pretty much <laughs> the, the better be slinging him. dick he, <laughs> he he came up here and the way i met him was he was at joey's establishment joey and me have been friends for a minute and then uh he like is sitting at the the uh, em- employee table, the VI- VIP table. It's fucking a bunch of picnic tables in the fucking area. Fuck off. Anyways, <laughs> he's sitting there and he just looks me dead in the eyes like, if you don't give me an ounce of weed, I'm going to get some blow. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bro, here. And I fucking just open my bag and throw him an ounce of weed. I'm like, you want some edibles, bro? Like, fucking just, I was stacked, man, because I was uh, doing everything legally and completely above board at the time. In Minecraft. And uh, in Minecraft, yeah. <laughs> so like, it was just like that's how I met him. And then he Lee came in. With Dean Del Rey and fucking Red Band, and I known Red Band for a minute, and I known Joe for a minute, and I known all those boys for a minute. So when they came down to Toronto, I fucking missioned like the three and a half hour drive down there with fucking pound and a half of mushrooms, bunch of weed, bunch of hash, bunch of dabs, fucking just like going ham. And we just got all fucked up. I made Brian Red Brand pu- puke rainbows and shit, but like <laughs> Lee was there and, uh, they, we went to the comedy uh, underground after uh, Steve Simone's show and Dean Del Rey's mm-hmm. show. And then we went to the comedy underground and um, Lee heard that I was in like in the, in the crowd because like we'd been talking and whatever, whatever. And he's like, no fucking way as if you're here. And I'm like, yeah, man, what's up? And I, we, I introduced myself to him. He introduces me on the, the stage pretty much. And everybody there found out I was like working for Tweet at the time. And they're like, boo. And I'm like, fuck off. Like, all of you fucking guys, I don't give a shit. All you guys would take those motherfuckers' money too. They don't listen to me, but I still take the fucking money. <laughs> shit. But yeah, that's how I met Lee, was like him just randomly interviewing me right then and there. I haven't actually met him face to face up until that point. And then we just hit it off. We fucking hung out for a minute. I was going to actually drive back down to Toronto because I was with my bitch at the time. And I was going to drop her back off at home and then come back down to Toronto, which is like four hours each way. <laughs> what I uh, what I really like about Joey Diaz is, uh, you know, he is very, you know, a very interesting character. But also his approach to weed 
is similar to the one that Tony Henchcliffe has, which I don't know if you met Tony, but he was also on a yep. show, uh, sure a, on a live stream of ours a couple of months ago. But anyway, one nice. thing that uh, Joey said was that when he goes into the weed store, he wants the hardest motherfuckers they have because he wants to see the devil. And yep. I like that because it's like a lot of people in California, from what I take it, you know, it's very, you know, like, oh, my God, you know, like this, this whole, oh, my God, energy, which is okay, very low tier. I just want one hit. I just want one hit. Just one hit. Everybody just wants to know where off. the fucking microdosing yeah, came from. Sorry. Microdosing is for losers. losers. It's, not, it's not for <laughs> losers. Microdosing. If it helps you, then that's, that's fine. Well, yeah, but like, but to, say, like, to shit know. on fucking actual I'm use. I'm talking about Cody's microdosing for no reason. I'm not talking about people with brain tumors who are cool and doing their own job. What I mean mean more is that it seems like there is... It seems like there is a hug box mentality, not just in California, but in general, where people just want to feel comfy... And what Joey Diaz does is something that I used to do as well. Where everybody wants a fucking safe space, man. Guess what? The world ain't fucking safe, you cocksucker. You're going to stub your fucking toe. Get used to it. Get fucking used to it. The sooner (laughs) you get the fuck used to it, the sooner you're going to get strong. Once you get strong, you can get good. (laughs) Blue cheese, fuck your mother. This is why I want to go to fucking Papua New Guinea. I I feel like the fucking bullet ant will make like a man out of anything. No, dude, you're just gonna get eaten by uh, the pygmies. They're gonna eat you, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're gonna, they're gonna I mean, be like, fight, man. There. If I get out of Papua New Guinea alive after meeting the, the tribe, the pygmies aren't in Papua New Guinea. I agree. I'm talking agree. about Papua New Guinea. Like yeah, yeah, I know, I know. The fucking the most painful yeah, yeah. thing. If you can get the Yanomamo tribe of Papua New Guinea. Yeah, exactly. Yanomamo who just eats your ass every time. If you get stung by that, like the bullet ant, like ritual, if you can like survive that, it's like you fucking deserve. I don't know. I had I had two fingers cut off by an ex-girlfriend. There's some nice Holy clothes. shit. I, got, I had my knee oh, blown out through the side of my leg. and then well, Hold on, hold on. What's this with the ex-girlfriend thing? Did he, did he talk about this already? Or are we no, going to need to talk no, about this? No, that was no, 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 about the girlfriend. No. You're talking about the girlfriend ex- yeah, this is, She's an ex-wife, actually. Ugh. Ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're talking about that now. Yeah, fuck that landed. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, she fucking was like, I went out to my boy's house to go get all her birthday gifts because I didn't want a fucking six foot gun teddy bear and a box of fucking chocolates and six dozen fucking roses just sitting in our apartment because it's kind of obvious. Fuck. So I leave for like 10 minutes, go down the street. I come back and she's like fucking got a got my flip open exacto knife on her fucking wrist. And it's the woman I fucking love. I do what any fucking man would. I grabbed that fucking knife, man. She pulled it out of my hand. And there goes tips of two of my fingers. Fuck yeah, I didn't even give a shit about that. I fucking grab her wrist with my other arm. Fucking take the knife right out of her hand with my bloody fucking fingers. Throw it in the fucking kitchen. Look at her wrist to make sure that she's okay. She just got some scratches on it and shit. I'm like, why the fuck you doing that? And like my fucking blood just squirting at the ceiling and shit. She's like, do something about that. Do something. I'm like, fuck you. Why the fuck you doing that shit? What's wrong with you? Yeah. But then I had wow. my knee blown through my side of my leg, jumping off of a fucking 130-foot building on a mountain bike and missing my landing. So I probably actually went like 160 feet into an asphalt parking lot instead of my nice transition. I feel like the doctors who said you were going to die don't know you well enough. Like, you do all this shit, and then it's just like, no, oh, this is what happens. you're going to fucking live to, like, live. I'm, I, I, I'm this guy just lives. 
I'm, when, I'm, when I'm a your Jew. Life has been I'm taken too stubborn to fucking die. I don't have an afterlife. I'm a Jew. I like I don't oh, have an afterlife. Well, I'm fucking, too stubborn to die right now. I'm not dying right now. Show me your shirt. Wait, the samurai is death. You choose death over life in a 50-50 situation. All right, check check the shirt out. I'm gonna spotlight it. Here we go. One one more time. Hamasko. <laughs> I would, by the way, I'm trying to get in touch with Lee. I would love to have him on BTR. I just don't know, like, what the best way, because, like, he, he's not picking up the phone. Uh, yeah, everything's so, been kind of, like, uh, it's really just up in the air, I guess, like, since all that crap happened in his yeah. personal life, and then Joey coming to Jersey, and all that shit, and... Yeah. Chat's wanting to ask Isher and Surrey, by the way. I don't know what the fuck this means. I'm, Surrey's who, like a really who? Who wants place. that? No, no. Nah, nah. A couple people in chat. Okay, you're not from Surrey. I'm, I'm, Surrey's like I'm a really close. bland place over here, so... No, I'm close to Surrey. Straight. Nah, that's probably, that's <laughs> yo, probably why like, mentioning it. Yo, I'm in, I'm in Van City, man. Oh, okay. shit. See... Uh, I think this is uh, the the point here, right? Is like you can have uh, people who do a lot of drugs and they're fucking annoying and they're like losers because that becomes their whole life. Or you can have guys like this guy who does a lot of drugs, but his life is living his life. That's the point. It's like, he his needs life them isn't... to live like in cranks, though. Yeah, okay. it's like, it's like... yeah, exactly. He's literally the crank guy, except it's weed, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> well, the problem, is... Remus, is that most people can't handle the unbearable burden of their own freedom. So yes, that would extend they, they mentally become, as well. They, bec they can't, like, it, it even becomes, like, as simple as the things like, yeah, you, you, I want to see the devil. Like, people who do that shit, they learn right away. Like it's, it's like, like today I'm I'm dunking on Vouch with uh, his terrible art takes. I mean, if we let Vouch have his own FDR. opinions, it's fucking his name terrible. Name is FDR, not not Vouch. <laughs> what's yeah. what's FDR's, FDR's bad art takes? I want to hear him. Uh, well, what is Vouch's have... real name, by the way? What is? Are we doxing Vouch? What is it? According to Nick's point, it's Ian. It's, 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 it's nonce. Yeah, nonce. There you go. Yeah, that's a so guys, I think I think this is pretty much the end of the stream right now. But I just wanted to I... say yes, I just wanted to say that uh, Dave, your story is like you you are one of these people who like you know that whole brave heart quote about you know how does that go? Not everybody truly lives, you know that one. So I think that you are truly living. In Man, the let's sense do that a you're... podcast like one Fuck on yeah. one time, dude. I would fucking you, love that. You have you have the will of D, and you are um, exactly. you definitely have conquerors hockey, buddy. Yeah, man, I just fucking, I just, I just live life right to the here. fullest. I respect everybody. I, honor's key. If you don't fucking have honor, then you have fucking nothing. If you don't have honor, then you need to do some about it. So you got some because Hell yeah. without it, you're nothing. This yeah. is kingship, boys. This is kingship. Yeah. Let me just say that next time, Lev, I really hope that you can find someone who really wants to put me in prison for using drugs. Because I'd like to fight. I really tried. If you oh, want, I can make really that case. Yeah. Put yourself get, in your own prison by putting too many. On shit. When you I'm put king, yourself in the mind prison king. before you get put into prison. So don't worry. Geo, make, make the argument fan. so I can yell at you, please. When I'm king, oh, Harry just, Potter fan. I just said and, most uh, people don't deserve their own freedom. What do you want? Including myself. Wait, what about the Harry Potter fans? I said, when I'm king, um, Harry Potter fans are definitely first in line. But after that, um, uh, we're already in the room, uh, prison. 
This no, is the I hammer are going in, to in actuality under under a lot so, of wait, monarchical wait, systems, see, people did have an amount of freedoms dude, that we don't even what know the nowadays. Fuck? You see this hammer? This is, this is gonna be used on the Harry Potter fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is the execution. This fucker, I'm not even fucking with you. Hold on, let me take this cord off my headphones. I ain't even fucking with you. This thing weighs probably 110 pounds. It's That's all beautiful. cast. That's beautiful. Brass. Wow. wow. It's appraised at about 65. You've got 000. like the, Nephil the Nephilim blood inside of you. That's why you're so tall. You can wield mm -hmm. the mighty hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my old lady built it actually. That's amazing. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, actually, oh, I see you got you got the anime posters behind you. Holy fuck! Yeah, yeah, make another One Piece reference. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, One Piece, oh, wow, man. Bro. Yeah, he has the will of D. Yeah, he has the will of D. He has Converse hockey. He's definitely he's definitely uh wow. oh, based. Whoa, nice. Look at this, and he's even he's, got he's him from low. Elbath. Like you should. From Yo, hold on, hold on. You guys got to see he's this door man. knocker that she built. I swear to God, it's worth it. It's fucking worth it, man. It is the most banging door knocker. Everybody's gonna want one, but they're gonna cost far too much. Check this shit out. Oh my god. <laughs> that is amazing. He even has a so penis. This bolts to your fucking door. That's a door ornament rather this, than a door This knocker. is the knocker, bud. It's got a fucking fairy in the knocker. Oh my god. That's amazing. Crazy. Dude, oh, like, she's yeah, she's a wow. savage, bro. You should see the... Oh, yeah, I love her so much. That's amazing. She's so talented. Yeah. Well, so guys, this is, this is fucking it right here. How can we top so this? is amazing. Listen, we're going to have a Christmas special, the BTR Christmas special, this Thursday. Happy 24th. Hanukkah, you fucking Happy Jews. Hanukkah. Da, 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 Happy, Happy birthday! How old are you going to be? Thirty? Are you? No, 30? I'm going to be twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. So okay. Away from Welcome. Boomer, inching, uh, inching close. Youngling. Inching close. Inching close yeah. to wizard. Also inching close to wizard status. If people know what that is. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so Your powers will come. <laughs> you mean you mean Hopefully. grand wizard status? Is that what we're going for? Oh god. <laughs> oh no. Oh, yeah. Do, do not Google that. Wizard Chan, please. It's, yeah. a it's, a black pit. it's a black pit of despair, Wizard Chan. Well, now I have to, because you told me not to. Okay. Right, guys, imagine no imagine all the incels that left about. 4chan went to Wizard Chan. That's... Mm. No, but anyways, when, when, what I mean by wizard is uh, they say that they, they're proud of... Um, their ver their vol cell voluntary celibate status. So when you reach thirty How years is old, voluntary when no one's gonna fuck you. Well, I mean, you gotta have, you gotta have a cope. This is how one of the this is how I identify vol cell. So um, when you reach thirty years old, that is when you achieve wizardhood. You are a, a grandmaster. Uh, knowledge pours out from your eyes. Wisdom is in your visage. When you are a virgin at thirty years old, you are a wizard. You are that's actually how God among men. It's the instant that you're you have re you have reached thirty revolutions around the sun, and your, or, your penis has not touched a vagina, or you're yes. just too cheap to go pay a hooker what the fuck she's worth. Oh, yeah, that's what is no, no, dude, like it's so That's Lindy, <laughs> man. That's Lindy. You have to have another That's the Lindy solution. Doesn't count. That was last stream, buddy. That was last I know. I'm just razzing you, bud. I'm just razzing you, bud. Yeah. No, no we, we, 
we did have e-girls in the last stream and that was a lot of fun by the way chris chan i hope he gets or she gets to meet with mia ham one they, more time i think they, that, that would, they, they more i don't yeah that they is, chris is also, chan a they now I think both oh, of the alum. Know. Shout out to me and I am. I could I, I consider Christine Chan though. No, what's bedazzled like a... on her safe space? Well, <laughs> she likes to wear like a, like, like, a, like a unicorn horn. Wait, wait, wait. By the way, over uh, speedy girls, I have to talk to you later. <laughs> Dave, do you know about Chris Chan? I mean, we're gonna go right now anyway. But out of curiosity, have you heard of Chris Chan? Have you seen the documentary? Or no, no, no knowledge whatsoever. Oh I'll my send god. you the documentary oh god, no. from this day forward. You would forward. love this shit. Yes, Dude, I got. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking gotta go make knives and shit. But I'm totally down to harass people after the fact. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is called, by the way, I think this is from now on going to be called christening someone. When you introduce them. Christening <laughs> someone? Yeah, that's a good, that's oh a my god. Because you're uh, literally definitely. taking away a part of their psyche when you expose them to Chris Chan. <laughs> so that's how it works. Yeah, I thought that's how I felt when fucking Tom and Christina P introduced me to TikTok. Fuck me. <laughs> this is oh, way worse. Oh, being Chris Chan is, is way worse. Yeah, it's way worse. Let's go. TikTok is like a. You won't be able to drink Fanta again. You won't be able to drink Fanta again. That's TikTok is like. You gotta wear your jeans Fanta high and tight. In the first place. Wear those jeans. Uh, high I know this is uh, <laughs> this is on topic for the stream, but slightly off topic to what we're talking about. I just want to shout out. We we did shout out Owen Broadcast earlier, but shout outs to Owen Broadcast. Oh, I yeah. did not get to to say it during the stream, but I do think uh well during earlier in the stream when everybody was here. Um, but uh, I do think that DMT is the one substance that should probably be a little bit more, people should be a little bit more careful with uh, as regards to uh, yeah, psychedelics. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's no joke. It's no joke. Yeah. It's like it's like giving a child an F1 car or something. But, it's like, but like, you, don't get like my story with my boy just like randomly being like, we're going to do this, do this here, we're here, do this type shit, yeah. having no prep and shit. He's known me fucking almost my whole life. You yeah. know what I mean? That motherfucker pulled me out the hood. He knew all my shit. He knew all my background, everything else. I okay. do not recommend you do that to your friends. Yes, yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's it's not it's not it's the it's the it was the one in this. Don't Ari don't Ari Shafir your friends people yes do not do Very what true. ari shafir does and and also like it's what, from what, a, yeah what's the deal with ari shafir he like i don't uh, know he's 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 very funny bert, he gave he's mdma a, to bert in front he's of his a kids. Oh, bert had his fucking kids and he had ari over for a podcast and then like yeah just yeah. dosed bert he, he for the first with time LSD. with mdma oh no it was MDMA. Oh, mdma yeah for the first without him he could own them but hey bert kreischer he's a comedian Oh, Bert. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bert. Yeah. Sorry, I thought went... you said Bert, like it's in his Bert, no. like his girlfriend, no. like UK. Oh, Basically, <laughs> what happened was, is he went to his, his house. One comic went to another comic's house. Yeah, yeah, no, I get the Yeah, now. and dosed him with, with it. Wasn't, with it wasn't just for a podcast, though, man. Like, he was supposed to be there for dinner and shit and oh whatever, God, whatever. Hilarious. And then, like, fucking, yeah. And then Bert's sitting there at dinner, higher than giraffe pussy, getting called out on that shit by his wife, going, like, what's wrong with you? And then he's like, I don't know. Well, what do you mean? And then fucking it comes out after. That's the, the worst way to do drugs, uh, man. Like yes. you don't know what you're on. If you know, well, what yeah, but you like fucking at the same better. at the same time on those kind of drugs, I would agree. But like fucking, then you have stories like Joey MK Diaz Ultra. getting Burt Kreischer's dad weed popcorn yeah, for the first saying. time, and that got him completely <laughs> out of his fucking safe space, Lori lawyery ass zone, mm. and now he's fucking has like talk down like sit down conversations with Bert when before Bert didn't even know if he loved him 
Yeah, no, that's that's like, that's the difference. Is that there's there's levels to this, and that's why I brought up Owen Broadcast and the DMT specifically, is because DMT is fucking amazing. That's the highest level, and therefore mm-hmm. should be taken with the most seriousness because it's not a fucking joke. It's not yep. a game, and uh, with all of us, especially on this podcast, we talk about shit like this a lot. It, uh, on a on a more um, astral level, there's something going on with DMT. It's not like you know if if. If mushrooms is you taking a little like like say imagine your body laying on the ground mushroom is mushrooms is your spirit sitting up and out of your chest DMT is being shot out of a cannon at another planet and if you don't know what's going to happen or if you're not prepared for that it's just not like Lift I don't off. think 14 year olds should be doing that in their basement the same way that I wouldn't care if 14 year olds were smoking weed in their basement it's that's not what's- I also need to make a here. PSA. They got, these v- they got these vape pens that look exactly like the fucking weed vape pens, and they got fucking DMT in it. And it's, not, it's not like just normal DMT. It's so like true. 5-MEO DMT and like – That's fucked up. Like that's fucked. Yeah, that's they got fucked. yeah. yeah, yeah. man. And like you can DMT buy them 80 scary, bucks sure. and you get like two grams of fucking like – There shouldn't be SpongeBob – spongebob shaped dmt shit but like, they you know have like that but there shouldn't no, be no, 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 no they don't but there's there should not have sugar or cereal either you know what i mean like they uh, i have, have it i have another psa period i know that and, it's legal parents are the ones who's supposed to be fucking i agree with this I here's another this PSA. responsibility of the family i know that it's legal but people need to avoid we can't hear you salvia yeah, Salvia's fucked up. Yeah, do not do that, please. Salvia don't, is don't. demonic. Uh, I don't do think it's legal enter. anymore. Get it? It's not legal anymore. Everything that I know that's the James. We gotta see portal to hell. James. Hold on one second, guys. James, can you hear me? I think Salvia's like demonic. We can barely hear you, James. The thing is, the thing is, verse right now posting is so easy to do. I, I, it's crazy. I don't, uh, James, can you hear, you hear you? us? We got it. We got to see if your volume's good. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we uh, can hear you. Yeah. You're just quiet. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. It's not... I don't know what to do. I'm on my fucking phone because I'm at my parents' house. So usually I'm on my computer. We're, but, uh, we're in the oh, same boat here, James. We're in the same yeah. boat here. It should be, it should be thinking... fine, Addison clean the little cum bits out of the microphone hole and it might yeah. pick up a little better yeah. and any, anyways I, I just wanted to say that i think uh, kids should do uh spongebob and patrick drugs and not just uh spongebob oh maybe yeah. with their parents <laughs> at least um, diversify right gotta get a yeah, yeah maybe get um sandy sandy cheeks. Sandy cheeks. Fill, fill your cheeks with some sandy cheeks exactly uh, <laughs> uh, how, mu- how many how much cheeks. rule 34 has been made of sandy <laughs> and spongebob oh, oh i actually on, just learned no, i actually just learned no. a very important Unlike, fact the most common like character teddy bears the most common character in all real Rule Thirty Four is Sonic the Hedgehog. I learned that very recently. What? Yes. yes. So, there, yes. No I thought it would be like Danny powerful. Phantom or something. No. Oh my nope. god. No, it nope. Sonic the Hedgehog. Danny Phantom over Sonic. Are you crazy? The it most common they gave Rouge series. The bat breasts. Or like Here's the Simpsons. I don't know. I got you guys. I got you guys. The most common series in total is Pokemon. 
this yeah. the most common individual character Sonic, and then the most common um uh, search is D- D- Diva from Overwatch. Oh, Diva from Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. Hot girls. Yeah. All right, guys. Diva yeah, also hot. All right, Even here's what I'm gonna. Best thing to come out of Overwatch. Lev, let's just send it. We're talking no, about no, 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 no. You have to go hold eat. On. I don't want to. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you. I talk about my drug experience. Hold on. Too let late me just show that, you something. Sorry. Let me show you something. Okay, look. This is Holy Sandy. Holy, I don't trust what you're about to show us. Oh my god. Sandy cheeks, right? Okay. So you see what she looks like. Not a lot of curvature here. Now, compare this. Oh my god. No, no. Bring the top right in my phone screen. Demonetize. Yeah, look, compare the two together. This not attractive. It's like totally square. This curvature. built like a fridge. Yeah, like the first one looks like when uh, Britney Spears shaved her head off. Kind of, <laughs> kind of, I don't know why. Sandy Cheeks is soulless versus the soul of. Uh... Sally Acorn, Sally obviously. Acorn. Look at those uh, eyes. What is this Sally like Acorn stuff? What is this? She's stuff? from Sonic. Like say, oh, the bat is the I'm first that I'm not in this he Discord. All succubus. Huh? I would, I would I just like to say I had the uh, the pleasure of meeting Jules IRL for the first time. Wow. And second Whoa. time this week. Is he as beautiful in per- in person as he is on? He, on wait the a minute. He is. He he is very based. Uh, he he invited me to his Christmas party, and then he came over yesterday, and we drank a lot of beer. And we had edibles. And we and experimented. We games, oh yeah. And uh, we <laughs> Greek food. And there was Whoa. no sex involved, Gio. You sicko! Just heavy That's petting. That's a beautiful Just heavy petting. Just heavy. Yeah. You can't resist with Jules the heavy Yeah, he petting, is so beautiful. Girl. You can't. But yeah, it was, it was nice to finally uh, meet him in person. He lives so close by to me. It's insane. Where are you from? Uh, Upper East Side. Well, that's where I live. I'm from Long Island. Now, now all of the oh. now he's going to have an army of women that are just trying to hunt for him around <laughs> because of women no, posting I else. Just, <laughs> I was I was literally just north of you, man. Like uh, right in Hell the Thousand yeah. Islands on the St. Lawrence River. Hell yeah! yeah I just moved back to BC though. Fuck, <laughs> needed some mountains in my life. Yes, I feel you. Yeah, I'm I'm at my parents' house on Long Island now for a week. I just got in today, so gorgeous area, man. How's the snow? Uh, not too bad, thankfully. I was also okay. when it was snowing in New York last week. I was uh, I stayed inside for like four days straight. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have that many snow here in Ontario. We had a little bit. Toronto got uh, pretty worse. Uh, snow you know, and bad I, I, don't I had go food, together. Uh, and I was lazy, and then I got some Chinese delivered, and I'm like, I'm fucking set. And I was playing Cyberpunk too, so that was the main reason why, not because of the snow. <laughs> yeah, nice. well, guys. I gotta I go. Think- I gotta go make, make knives and cool war hammers and shit with my old lady before right. she gets yeah. more mad at me. Well, guys, awesome. this is it. Hopefully, this I'll is see her. you guys soon. Nice talking to you. Soon. Yeah, nice, nice to meet nice. you. Yeah, add me on Twitter at uh, riffle87, R I F F L E 87. Peace, guys. Peace. So this is a this is a great stream as usual. We're gonna be saying our goodbyes right now, James. I know you came in kind of late. Any any final thoughts on drugs in general before we uh, uh, before we head I, off? I think the uh, I think the fact that uh, New York, which is one of the biggest liberal hell holes in the world, does not have legal weed yet is absolutely insane to me. That now I have to take the fucking path train to Jersey like a loser to get <laughs> Jersey uh, instead. Uh, which is fucking retarded. Wait, how many people um, in this fucking podcast smoke weed consistently? Hold on. 
Like how many? I, I, must, I, I, I haven't. It's an epidemic. I, I eat edibles because edibles are fun. It's I'm an epidemic. Everyone like in America under years. the age of forty smokes weed. Yeah, yeah I, I just smoke weed like all, literally all day, every day. But I stop. Weed's fucking boring. I like um, just Hell having yeah. edibles. Yeah, but in Britain, you guys take pills and coke all day. Yeah, <laughs> Britain is fucking boring. That's the problem. <laughs> so why is you go it outside Britain... and it's raining forever everywhere. For why us, is it that Britain time. doesn't have a weed culture, but they'll take like cat? Oh, no, there's definitely a weed culture. It's just among like, uh, what do you call them? Uh, what? I don't know what the people that is, listen like to immigrants. drill music, uh, immigrants. Uh, <laughs> no, immig- I know people, the people that live who- in townies. <laughs> weeds, weeds, way better for me if I wanted to earn money. Weed, because I know a guy nah, who easily like sell weed. Brandon's uh, MDMA. Uh, What's wrong with uh, doing weed? Ecstasy. It's only when you're uh, it's when boring. You're it's just fucking rubbish. But well, yeah, but like loads of them do. Loads of people do though. Yeah, but that's late at night, and I love. I'll take edibles at like. 10, 11, 12 o'clock, and I'll just fucking vibe out and then go to bed. It's the best. Yeah, it's not like it doesn't have to be your whole life and who you are. Yeah, now. I do it because it's just yeah. fucking relaxing and it feels good to yeah. just go to sleep. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I feel like there's some like further goal of all this like weed stuff to like not to become more than drugs. I don't know, but that's like sounds like well, the ultimate yeah, drug. We were talking, we were talking about it. It's becoming, like it, it's under, pacifying. Yeah. It's a pacifying agent because it is. It is. But the, you know, just don't get pacified, loser. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, exactly. but you're, I, I'm not saying he should ban it, but I know but again, people who basically incre- pacify themselves. But that's like, incredibly that's hard for most people not to fall into that trap of I think social media pacifies people. Social media yeah. and pornography yeah. pacifies I mean, hold people on, that's an important thing. I agree I with fucking, jokes. Fuck pornography. I've stopped masturbating to that. And also, fuck Twitter. I deleted it. I know you guys love Twitter, but I'm like, like it's fucking bad for me. Twitter oh, is a weapon of war. Maybe you're boring and you like, can't handle Twitter. It's true. I literally can't live without Twitter. Nah. I hate to say no, it. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I feel better without there. Twitter. And I know that makes people because of Twitter. And that's including, you know. Yeah, but I can meet people in other ways. I don't need to meet people in ways. I met them here. I met them from YouTube. I didn't meet them from Twitter. I met them here. A significant yeah, part of the land was But if it wasn't that. for Twitter, we wouldn't have found this. And yeah, and I've, you I've had so many other great friends found... from Twitter. Um, actually, honestly, this month I've mostly been hanging it's, out with friends. As long as you don't accept it Twitter, rules. isn't a permanent thing. It's, well, it's not. Tw- it's the fact that you found people that are similar. It's not really Twitter, like. Could you, well, you I, th- I think the there's pizza. a higher you likelihood. You find similar retards in the wild that easily. Especially Canada, You really think I'm going to find that many retards like myself just going to bars and like meeting No, I think that in, of, of course not. The nature of the platform, there's a significantly higher chance that you could find people that you vibe with on Twitter than, say, Facebook groups or whatever. I think that other social media, yeah, Instagram, because other social media platforms have been totally colonized. And and you and are are you in more rural England? Uh, I used to be. Like right now, I'm in like some. I like in like like Sheffield kind of area. Like normally, I like Sheffield a lot. Like Sheffield's chill. To me, that, that feels peaks. a little bit more. The community would allow for uh, a, a, an environment that's that's more like that. If you live in, uh, there's a lot of areas, man, where it's not it's not simple to find, especially like-minded people of this ilk. Because we well, that's we why I fucking some... moved to she- Sheffield's fucking nice. I found a good place. Meetups good. That's how I met the fucking meeting my friends, meeting that the nice uh, lady friend as well. Oh it damn! Does, it does scare. <laughs> 
It does scare me though how a significant part of my life has been dominated by Twitter. I hate to say. Is that it. why you're a virgin, Gio? Is that why? No, it that... could be. No. Well. By, by the way, Gio, I love the hairstyle you got going on, the wavy. That's it. It's, it's I'm really becoming cool. more like Lev now. I can't. I'm the yeah, hair. I think you guys are merging in a way. Gio, <laughs> Gio, how many press ups have you done today, or like attempted press up, like in the steps of doing a press up? A press up. I'm going to keep mentioning now, like press up, push up. Every time you I've don't done do my something leg towards... exercises today. Yes, no, but have you done a... your? You need to. I'm gonna. Every time we're on this now, we're having an exercise fucking diary of Geo because I'm gonna make Geo fucking buff. Because I was fat at one point. You can. It's not too late. It's never too late, Geo. So we're gonna fucking right now or like after this, you're gonna do some fucking more exercise. And I'm telling well, you. Well, I've I've do done that. no. I I did I did a lot of planks today because my my core my hips were a bit sore. Uh, I usually okay. we're gonna well, do I more. usually do the so. resistance bands. I haven't been, but I've been keeping it up like uh, with my walks because of my fucking ankle from last month. But now my ankle is pretty much normal, so and I'm starting crew. to slowly. I'm, and I believe in you, Gio. I believe because I'm I here. Believe in we're you, here Gio, as well. We're here. We all believe in you. Oh, we're gonna you, force Billy. CMT Hashtag down your throat. You. Woo! Oh, exactly. I believe in all and, of you. And we're not gonna. Just... You're not gonna go the Chris Chan route. You're gonna become the Chad enlightened. You, you know what's funny now that you guys are saying this about about me? It's some guy. uh on, uh, I got a really good curious cat. I was just browsing because, like, you know, I clean it out like once a month or something. Uh, and he said, like, clean you the know, Gio, yeah, I cleaned the cat litter. <laughs> he said that Geo, he goes, the problem is the track record of uh, of fat e celebs isn't good. There's uh, Ethan <laughs> Ralph, Mencha Benald, Campot, they all go crazy after a while. He goes, You have to buck the trend, Geo. I believe in you. You could buck the trend. I go, Wow, that's fucking crazy. I'll try to buck the trend. I, I'll try not to uh, fall mm. into the 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 throes and vagrancies of cringe. You so will like from the next it's beyond not happen. You are yeah, yeah, we, have a, we have a comment from Super Iron Bob. Advice. What would you say, verse? I said you will send. Uh, you'll be beyond basing cringe. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. So hard beyond basing cringe. We have a, we have a comment from Super. <laughs> oh, by the way, shit. Super Iron Bob. He gave us five dollars today. Five smackaroos. And because yeah, yeah nice. because my laptop is currently being used for this, it's difficult for me to look at stuff. So here's what we're gonna do. Gio, can you do the uh, uh, the people in the, the audience shout outs? And I am going to s search for uh, Super Iron Bob's uh, yeah, message. Yeah, I'll try. Let me let me just go to. Uh... Oh, by the way, speaking of Twitter friends, uh, the one one person I met IRL is my good friend Goran. So shout out to GSP on Twitter. Um, let me just try to. I'm trying to get to the uh... George Saint Pierre. What do you mean GSP? Dude, you you know Rush. that's his handle, not George Saint Pierre. But no. <laughs> that would be fucking insane. He's like, I love Dennis. No, it would be amazing. <laughs> I love Dennis. I love rap there. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love GSP, man. What a, what a hero! Oh boy, Did I love how GSP talks about how um he doesn't like um he doesn't like the act of fighting itself, yeah, but scared. he likes the ability. To, to get fight. ready, like yeah, yeah, he loves he loves the preparation. He loves the mental work, everything that leads into going into a fight. But he hates yeah the actual act of fighting and the yeah. ability like to train your body to get to the point where you can exactly where you're ready to fight. fucking go to war. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, this absolutely. is the the YouTube ones. I don't know. Well, Lev has to do the D live because I don't. I, I should go to Discord, but uh, so oh, they're, we all, have, they're all the same place. Yeah. So, so we have all C. We got. Let's do it together. Wong Kar Wai super fan XOXO XO, 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 XO. Suck it! So uh, <laughs> we have 
<laughs> Let's get ready to suck it. We have SS. Um, Let's get ready to suck it. Wait, we have the SS in the chat. Oh, info wall up as well. Yeah, I'm reading the chat. Shout out. So we have yeah. SS, one small S, one big S. We got uh, Info Warlock, the great Info Warlock. Yes. We got Amon, the great Amon Sadu. $50 patron. Amon is to Amon. Shout out to Amon. So Martin powerful, K, he, he made them quit. Yeah, shout out to Amon. Uh, who else we got? Who else we got, Engineer? Uh, that's a, a true capitalist radio reference. Uh, we have, you know, Super Iron Bob. Uh, who is also a $50 patron, by the way. Yeah. Ian Sile was in there earlier. Wait, Shout I don't follow. Him. I thought I followed Info Warlock back on Twitter. I have to rem- we rem- got rectify a, this. Great, uh, we got Buff. We got Buff. Bulat Usmanov. And also, well, here we go. Here is the message from Super Iron Bob's $5 donation. Thank you so much, Super Iron Bob. My pet perspective, not addressed on stream. Weed is a lost fight. By keeping it illegal, we make people an adversary to the legal system. A society can only tolerate so much casual contempt of its institutions. Good point. So there we go. All right. I agree. Well, with guys, that. this is it. This is the end of the stream. But I, I missed love it. You what all. was that? I'm sorry. What was what was the question? Oh, here. Uh, it was a comment that Super Iron Bob said. My pet perspective, not undressed on stream. Weed is a lost fight. By keeping it illegal, we make people an adversary to the legal system. A society can only tolerate so much casual contempt of its institutions. Yes. Yes. The more things are illegal, uh, the more people will hate the institutions that make I, them illegal. And I very, acceleration right there. Yes. I very First? coincidentally happen to have done a topic of drugs uh, on my most recent podcast. So if you'd like to hear my thoughts in 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 detail about every class of drug I could think of at the time, subscribe uh, to the to the yeah, version, version podcast. four is an excellent version podcast. Four. Version four. Yeah, I'm gonna show podcast. the Skinwalker tapes really quick too. Listen to them Saturdays. D lives. What is D live? I don't even know what D live. Yakov alive on D live. Also, we have Apfada in the chat. Apfada, who says cool TCR. Yeah, I really I really should keep up with what Ghost is doing, but now that he's on like a million different channels i don't really know what ghost is doing right now and also support support versus patreon version 4 podcast here is the link and substack and verse has a substack i do have a substack it hasn't been paid yet though but Mm -hmm. if you support the patreon i will automatically import you into the substack i'm thinking of moving to that model of substack and patreon because my website um... is close to being finished now so nice james do you have anything to plug he's got everything to plug man it's james James, can you hear James. me? He's James. being black, so no. MK Ultra Money Okay, he's back, he's back. <laughs> James, what do you have It lagged hard. I heard you say my name, and then it just started, like, cutting out. Oh, what shit, do you yeah, have being to plug? Black. What do I have to plug, as always? Bad Filmcast on Spotify. Woo! Rebranding as MK Ultra Money for Season 2 coming next year. Um, hopefully in February. Uh, MK Ultra Money on Twitter, women posting L's on Twitter. Uh, you know the account by now. Come on, guys. Uh, Everybody yeah, check does. out Bad Filmcast on uh, on Spotify and all the other shit. And uh, season two coming soon, baby. Yeah. Patreon, subscribe, subscribe to Break the Rules, subscribe to Woo! fucking Bad yeah, Filmcast, surprise, subscribe, subscribe to mm-hmm. fucking subscribe. whoever has a Patreon on here. Just show the money. What else are you gonna spend it on? Alcohol? Come on. Yeah, it's over. Women, it's over. We're are in the you new era right now. 
Saturn has overtaken Jupiter, and it's going to be either easier or harder for us now. However it's going to be, Go it's going to be a wild fucking ride. I am ready for it. You are ready for it. I got big plans for, for 2021, put it that way. I got big Hells, plans. Hells, yeah. Hells to the yeah. yeah. Big guys, grifting plans. <laughs> well, speaking of grift, if you become a you $20... Be dick. <laughs> if you become a $20 patron, you are going to get my father's beautiful magnets, completely original, and this recurs each year. If you become a $30 patron, you are going to get Giovanni Panacchietti's absolutely beautiful print. Here it is in action, just so you can see it. I'll figure out a way for you guys to see I'm it still too waiting. in the Zoom call. But it's a very beautiful print, and oh, you are okay, Gio. You better you you you, you gotta you gotta send this to uh, Martin. So mm -hmm. it's time. And uh, wait, Martin, which tier are you? You're you're 20, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I think I'm okay. 30. I've been 30. in correspondence with Gio. I sent him my address before. Okay, yeah, we'll did get... it, I think I sent it. Did it? I think I yes, I sent it. I don't know if it's, ah, it's... taking too long. Yeah. Well, oh, it is fuck. Norway, so that's uh, you know. Norway, so it's gonna take some time. No yeah, problem. more like more like Snorway. So. <laughs> oh, you, you're not near Bergen, like uh, well, Verge lives in Verge lives in oh. France now, but that's uh, Bergen is a rainy city on the west coast. I'm in the capital Oslo. Oh, you're in Oslo then, yeah. just like my friend uh, Shabana Rechman, who I hope we can yeah. get on the show as well. So uh, that and would be also... amazing, actually. Shabana it... is totally great, and she just had a an amazing article posted in our newspapers. Really? What's, <clears> that the article? I was What's the article about? I, I'm going to link it to, to you, Lev. It's uh, too much to take here now, but uh, I'm going to link it to you. It's very good. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. And $50 and also, patrons. Uh, yes. An extended invitation for everybody. If you ever come to Norway, at least I'm going to take you out. And if you oh, have time, thank you. I'm nice. going to take you to the cabin in the picture. Oh, that's oh, beautiful. Oh, oh, what a beautiful nice. man. Look at that cabin. I want to I want to take a closer look at that cabin and also tell everybody what you are going to get when like you become a fifty dollar. It's it's such a beautiful cabin. Dude, what are you going to get as a wait, why can't I oh, because I first have to click this, never mind. Or maybe okay, whatever. The point <laughs> is is that fifty dollar patrons are going to get a custom wooden ass. magnet. Custom <laughs> wooden magnet. Custom wooden magnet in addition to the, the magnet and other and the tiers. beautiful print. And Geo, you are adding one more thing to the $50 tiers, which is one what? of my Bob Ross painting sketches, quick sketches. So that that I do in under 15 minutes or less, uh, the you will get one of my Bob Ross paintings. So there you go. Excellent. All Very right, guys, this is this is it. This is the official end of the stream. I really appreciate everybody watching. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. I am searching for the right link to press. Here we go. We are ending the stream. Mwah. Good night, bye -bye. everybody. Bye-bye.